my gosh. Oh my gosh. Were you expecting someone else? I wasn't expecting for you to pop up. Hi, I'm Jennifer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw you... a movie that you were in recently. Yeah, what was it the Adam Project? It was called The Adam Project. I just want to say you were mm -hmm. very good. You were you were pleasant. You. you were pleasant to watch in that movie. Well, that that is my goal in life is I mean, to be pleasant to watch. I mean, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, were you the best? No, you know. Like, I've seen you do better in movies. I'm just saying. I mean, it's true. You know, I, I was phoning it in for the paycheck. What can I say? You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. it's. I'm in the twilight of my my acting career. You're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> Thank you. Which, by the way, your your solo tour has been amazing. Thank you uh, so much. Did you hear my new song? <laughs> yeah, that's it's that that wagon wheel one, right? Like, no, that everyone's no, that's my first song. That's the first song. Oh, I ever, I ever released. Oh, solo. what's what, what's your new song? What's it's a new song that you will have to look up. Oh well, I the don't want to give it away. Killing. I don't want to take away from the work you have to do to find out what new song I just released is. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know what? You know what this person needs? A scavenger hunt. A, scavenger a Google hunt. scavenger hunt. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I'm eating pasta right now, Jennifer. Oh. Well, get, get that pasta. I Ooh, well, I mean, if it was any from any other place, I would be like, is everything okay, baby? Like, <laughs> are you feeling all right? You want to know something crazy? Mhm. Mm this is the second. This is the third time I went to Wawa today. All right, so so one for each meal. I went for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I respect that. Is that bad? I think I'm personally bankrolling Wawa. I feel like if they do not have a rewards program yet, you you best be getting on oh, that. Because... Oh no, they have a rewards program, and I'm like a prime member of it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Ca I know. Cash in that freak those frequent fr flyer miles. <laughs> Say that three times That's fast. That's right. Wait, did you see the video this morning that Devin posted about uh, when she was traveling to Boston today? Yes, <laughs> and how they they found the 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 she found the the Duncan and how weird it was that she couldn't find the donkeys. And I was like, no, no, it's it's it's, it's secret. It's you know, it, there's a special knock and everything and a, a password. Mm -hmm. But then you get in and it's like legit. It's the best donkeys. Uh -huh. Yeah. I still, mm -hmm. to this day, it's it is not it's not donkeys. It's just not. I'm, it's just not. <laughs> you know, I gotta introduce you to uh, one of my mutuals. Who, like, part of the reason why he he got as big as he did is because he does these like Boston rants, and he's always talking about you know me and my ice cold donkeys over here. Like that was more New York than Boston. That's okay. Hey, I'm walking here. Yay! Forget that's about my, it. That's my New York impression. Hey, I'm walking here. How was that? It's very good. Katie. It was it was wonderful. You want to you want to hear my Boston impression? I'm I'm a little uh, afraid. Hey, sure. park the car. No ma gossip power. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> Baby, nobody parks the car and have it yet. All right, that's a walk nobody in. You're gonna get a ticket. Wait, say that again. Nobody parks the car and have it yet. Nobody parks the car and have it yet. Parks the car I have and a, have a it whole. <laughs> I have a whole ass response to that when people do like, oh, you're from Boston. Do you pack your cat? It's like, listen, nobody packs a car and have it yacht. That's a walking area. You're going to get a ticket, kid. The fuck is wrong with you? 
And also, why are you driving into Cambridge anyways? Harvard Square is like a wicked bad clusterfuck. Meters don't even take quarters anymore. And that's even if you can get packing. No, nah, man, why aren't you taking the red line in? Come on. I have no response to that. <laughs> None. It, it is all right. I, I am letting my, my um, blue collar uh, uh -huh. Medford area, working class Bostonian uh, Irish immigrant roots show. <laughs> have you ever heard of the, the term John, J-A-W-N? No. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Let me tell you something Philly related after I take a bite of this pasta. <laughs> take a bite of that pasta. Yeah. And, and do a, a address one of the comments. I was like, yes, you pack outside the city and then you take the tea in, <laughs> even though that means you're going to be dealing with signal issues because JFK UMass is once again delayed. But. <laughs> so, um, Faith, yes. Uh, thank you so much. Um, so. Um, wait, what was I about to say? Uh, about the J-A-W-K? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or J-A-W-N. So, yes. Okay. So in Philly, uh, oh, thank you for the Rose Breeze Sunshine 45. Um, in Philly, mm -hmm. we have a term called John. And do you know what mm -hmm. John means? I mean, there's a few definitions, but I, I'm, I'm guessing it's not the definition that I'm thinking of. What do you think John stands for? Well, I mean... There is the whole thing of like Johns being people who solicit uh, paid services, if you will. Um, yeah, I told you. Okay. I told you it's probably not gonna. It's not gonna be the one that I'm thinking. Um, and I'm I'm curious if it's a, a, a an offshoot of the of Jay with jaywalking because apparently a Jay used to be a very foolish person and. The term jaywalking actually was coined in Boston, which is fitting because it's home of the jaywalker. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it's really funny. To, uh, by the way, if there's anybody in Philly in my live right now that, that heard that definition, I, I'm sure you're cracking up right now. Um, oh, no. Oh, Sharika, thanks for the rose. Okay. So I'll put it to you this way. John, mm -hmm. J-A-W-N, mm -hmm. can mean anything that you want. So, All right. for example, um, ask, ask me something, anything that you want. Like, like what, like, anything, like literally ask anything, any like, you want. <laughs> like how was your day today levels of, how, of like asking? you're asking how my day was? Yeah. How was your day? That joint was long, yo, for real. Mm -hmm. Ask right. me something else. Um, how expensive are those tickets to that basketball game? Oh, that John was expensive. That that John was expensive for real. John, so literally, can, literally it, any noun, it, like legit anything. It can it it can be a noun. It could be an adjective. It could be a a, a, a pronoun. It could be a, it could be literally whatever you want. So, for example. Like we're doing a live today, right? I could be like, mm. um, if I was telling somebody about it, I'd be like, yeah, me and Abby are doing this John tonight live on TikTok, right? That, that's a way to use it. Or Usually I could you got to like, pay $15.95 a month for that, guys. <laughs> and like, I, like, some, like somebody's like, somebody would be like, oh, you still, date, you still dating that John from, uh, from New Hampshire? I'm like, yeah. It can literally mean anything that you want. So and it's in very some Philly ways. Thing. 
So, so in some ways, that 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 John was quite the John when he got you, <laughs> arrested. You got, when he got arrested for out. solicitating that John. You got to you got to let it flow out. If, if, if it sounds like ah. you're like trying too hard to say it. I am trying too hard. This is literally the first time I've ever heard this term. I know. You need to just let it flow out. What are you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, what are you doing? Cut that out. Um, nah, what a John. Hey, guess what? What? We're live right now. We are live. We're live. How about that? Two weeks in a row. That's, we we're, we we have adhered to a schedule, we officially. We have adhered to a said schedule. Uh, hi. Whenever somebody gives me that uh, hat and mustache, I have to do that. It's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> That's my it is a good gift. thing that I actually saw that gift as well. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been like, are you having a stroke, baby? Do I need to call an ambulance? So we're here. Hi, I'm Kai. This is Abby, or I guess that's that's Abby over there for for mm -hmm. your people. Um, <laughs> um, and so and that's that's my girlfriend. I'm her boyfriend. Uh, we mm -hmm. have been just a quick background for those of you that don't know who we are. Um, I live uh, right outside of Philadelphia, and uh, Jennifer Garner over here lives uh, five and a half hours away from me up north mm -hmm. in the New England area. Am I correct? So that's mm -hmm. where you live? That, that's correct. It is not the old England, but the new. It is the new of the Englands, not that old one. It's the new of the Englands. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's not only the New England, but the new of the Hampshires. It too. is the new of the Hampshires. I've been to old Hampshire. Not a fan. Mm -hmm. Not a fan. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. Totally disappointing. Have you Out been with to the old, old Jersey? Have you been to old Jersey? <laughs> I have not. Have you been to Old Jersey? Uh, I have not been to Old Jersey, unfortunately. Old Jersey, better than New Jersey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just a little bit better. Old Jersey is better Ooh. than New Jersey. <laughs> I want to make a mean joke and be like, well, that's a low bar to clear. <laughs> Don't you dare come after New Jersey. I know. <laughs> Those were fighting words. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, so we we have been dating since like February, like officially. We've been we've been dating, mm. uh, and we we're doing long distance relationship type of things, and we've kind of been documenting this entire experience and letting you all in on what our relationship is like. Uh, and and each week we come here and we have a different topic of conversation. Last week, uh, what do we talk? We talked about long distance relationships, just like yeah. um, well, you know how we handle it and what we're learning from it, and you know all of that. Um, mm. And this week is <laughs> we're talking about talk, we're talking about uh, therapy and medicine. Mm -hmm. Fun stuff. <laughs> We're keeping, keeping the light. topics light, everybody. Yes, keeping it light <laughs> over here. Um, and so I, I'm excited to talk, to talk to you about this because I know this is something that you and I have talked about uh, on our own many times. And I even, um, you know, credit you for, for helping me in my journey uh, to, to getting the help that I needed to, um, mm. to, to grow and to, and to get my life and my brain together and and, uh, and you are one of the people that helped me help guide me on, on that path um so uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that today we're gonna talk about it anything anything that you want to say before we we dive into it um uh 
as always, any questions any people have about any particular things, um, on top of my real life experiences, I am also essentially in my second year of getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling. So not only do I have the personal experience, I've got a smidge of the academic experience as well. So uh, yeah, questions will always be appreciated and mm -hmm. answered when we can. Absolutely. So at the bottom of your screens, uh, people, you might see a little area, uh, it might say interact or it might be a question mark, wherever it is, uh, you can hit that and then you can put your question there because we might miss it in the comments. So because uh, there's going to be like a lot of comments kind of flowing through. So if you want us to see your question, uh, just just put it in there. That way there's a better chance that that we see it. Right. Am I wrong? You are right. Do you see I'm showing some chest hair today? I see you. You you you've done some strategic unbuttoning there, sir. I know I'm showing. Some do I need clean. do I need to do some strategic no. unzippering over no, here? No, like... you keep your clothes mm -hmm. on, Malay. How <laughs> dare? How dare me? Um. So let's let's get it. Let's let's get into this. Let's 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 talk mm -hmm. about uh, uh medicine and and life and all that. So uh, I'll I'll start I'll start this off. So I uh growing up I had been reluctant to get any sort of medicine, like take any sort of medicine. I was scared. When I was younger, I was always told that medicine of any sort was just like a cheat code, I guess, right? It was just like a, a way to cheat to get uh, better, to feel better. And that anytime that you were feeling sad or depressed or anything like that, it's because that it's because you were weak. Right. It's because you were weak and you weren't strong enough and you weren't you weren't uh, in the right state of mind and that it's all your fault. So for many years of my life, that was my mindset. And uh, that was, hey, stop it. Stop. Uh, and then um, even even in my 30s, uh, as I was dating somebody that told me straight up, straight to my face, that anxiety is fake. It's not real. Anxiety is something that we bring on to ourselves. It's something that we can control um, and that my inability to control my anxiety is my fault and that mm. I need to try harder. Like this was something that was told by a person that I was dating to me, to my mm -hmm. face, right? Uh, mm -hmm. My tears that would come out um, when I was being vulnerable with this person uh, was really looked down upon like I could not be vulnerable with this person without them thinking that I was weak and I was sad and I was suppressing everything on the inside and then so like even well into my 30s I was like I would never take any sort of medicine it wasn't until this year uh with oh thank you Lacey uh it wasn't until this year when, uh, oh, April, thank you, that uh, I had a conversation with both you and my old roommate, uh, old roommate lady, about um, the things that you were doing uh, medicinally and therapy-wise to, uh, to help yourself feel better. So uh, a couple months ago, I got help. Um, oh, thank you for that. Thank you for the love focus. Uh, I, got, I got the help that I, I wanted, and I, I, I spoke to a doctor, and I was prescribed Wellbutrin. And it has worked very well for me. And I want to preface all of this by saying that it worked well for me. I am not sitting here saying that Wellbutrin is for everybody. It, people have different reactions to it because we all have different bodies, right? There's some people that 
react well to Wellbutrin. There's people that don't. There's people that act well uh, to Adderall. There's people that don't. There's people that act well to Advil or Tylenol. And other people don't. You know, it's just how our bodies work, which is why it's really important that you continue to talk to your doctor, tell them how you're feeling, document everything and find what's best for you. Sometimes it's not even medicine at all. Sometimes it's just taking deep breaths. Right. But for me, there was a literal chemical imbalance in my head and all of the dark thoughts that I had were not me. It wasn't me. It was my brain. And this medicine has helped me like navigate that uh a lot so I, I i have you to thank for for helping guide me there uh miss miss abby thank you you're welcome baby <laughs> um again I, I i remember that conversation when you were talking about how you um you know you were you would set up your appointment to talk with the doctor about you know diagnosis and what have you and mm -hmm. you know it, it's uh it, it it was very humbling to know that that i had had played a role in, in you being able to, to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and as uh, one of my uh, commenters pointed out, like, yes, we are very much just giving our own um, experiences. We are not medical professionals. As I, I like to say, I'm not taking psychopharmacology until the fall anyways. And even <laughs> then, uh, this is this track is for is the therapy track, not the psychiatry track. Mm -hmm. Those are two separate worlds. Um, Although I also wanted to mention that uh, this is a slight divergence, but I wanted to make sure I addressed it because like someone was mentioning about therapy as well, where, uh, you know, so it works, it doesn't. Um, it is very important to note that there are, I can probably list off 10 to 15 therapy modalities off the top of my head, different uh, therapy theories. And even then, there is as many essentially therapy practices as there are people. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always really important, the same way with a medication, that if you're taking a medication and it is like, oh boy, the, these side effects are not working for me, or it is not having the effect that I need it to, it's time to work with someone to, uh, you know, see what will work. Same deal with therapy as well. Mm -hmm. um, if it is not working with a particular therapy or, or therapist or therapy modality, it's like, all right, it's just... Uh, I, I'm going to be working with somebody to navigate through and find something that is going to be a better fit. Um, that was my <laughs> yeah. PSA for that. Yes. Real I think it's, quick, it's um, important that we do that because I know that there's been issues in the mm -hmm. past, <laughs> to say the least, where uh, mm -hmm. people will think that I'm championing, championing, champion, championing. That's it, right? Championing. There Champ we go. Championing, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> medicine. When that's not, that's not mm -hmm. my point. My point is that you should talk to your doctor. Oh, thank you for the love focus. Um, that you should just talk to your doctor and continue to document how you're feeling. Um, so do you, do you, do you mind sharing, you know, what you take? Sure. In fact, I'll even give the, uh, the, the story right up until like present day, the, the, the spoiler alert is that I'm currently on Adderall. Um, but I was not on anything until August of 2021, which was basically right as I was entering grad school. Mind you, I was formally diagnosed in 2015 with ADHD. Um, so that meant we're talking six plus years where I had the formal diagnosis and I, I had the nurse practitioner who had been working with me, you know, uh, the one who gave me my diagnosis, who was like, hey, you know, we can work and like figure out what medic medicine medication offer uh, uh, options are going to work for you. Uh, and I brushed it off and never returned to our office because mm -hmm. I was scared 
poopless about um, poopless. going on medication. <laughs> well, you know That's what? Nice, I am trying nice to keep PC it. way of saying shitless. <laughs> you know, I, I, I swear like a drunken, dirty sailor on my life, but I can, I don't want to be forcing my verbiage on That's fair. <laughs> for no, a mixed audience. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was up until then, I was petrified because I'd had nothing but these like really horrible experiences as an observer. I mm -hmm. watched multiple family members, you know, I look back on it and it was not the individual medications themselves, but how they were prescribed, how nobody was really like, uh, work, you know, nobody was working with their doctors. Nobody was um, paying attention to side effects. And a lot of things were just ex excused away. Like, oh, they're just coming down from the medication or that's just how the medication is. Or, you know, like watching my father go on a random antidepressant, never met with, you know, any kind of doctor, never met with any kind of therapist, just went on an antidepressant and spiraled out and then just went off of it. Um, and watching these super, super negative experiences with medication made me go, I never want to go on any of this mm -hmm. i will i will raw dog reality i don't care um <laughs> and and that's honestly when when i got diagnosed it was the same deal where i was like you know what i'll be at that point i was like 28 29 at that point and i was like yeah I, i've been i've been figuring it out since then I, i'm good um and the irony though is that when i got accepted into um grad school i was like this is not gonna work I am a scatterbrain that I, I have to bite the bullet. I have to talk with my doctor. The funniest thing, though, is I was so scared about Adderall because, you know, you hear the big bad, like, oh, that's the party drug. If you're mm -hmm. going on that, like, yeah. that you're just you you'd secretly just want to sell it on the side <laughs> that I was like saying, I was like, oh, I just want, you know, just give me something mild. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the irony is I was put on Concerta, which is a type of Ritalin or it's basically Ritalin. And Ritalin was one of the ones, one of the medications that I watched a family member get very blindly put on mm -hmm. and these horrible reactions. And it never seemed like there was any monitoring, any adjusting. It was just like, oh, this is just who he is on Ritalin now. Um, and the irony of then going on Ritalin. Um, but fittingly, the only reason why I switched off was because I was like, well, it kind of feels like a buffer. It kind of feels like it's helping but I don't really feel like this is really enough. Like I'm not looking for just a little buffer. Um, and then I went on, I remember the first time going on Adderall and just being like, Oh shoot, is this what it feels like to actually feel linear? Christ. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. you know, and having that moment of, uh, um, just, wow, this is, this is, <laughs> I had been so busy trying to like deal with this life and, you know, here I am finally having something that's going to help me in that. So, mm -hmm. um, and again, in some ways, my very long story is pointing out that things like making sure to monitor symptoms, working with your doctor, yes. if something's not feeling right, you don't just, you know, pass it away. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, borrowing a little bit from my life and from um, Shug's life, a lack of impulse control, because I know she made a video about this as well, where it's also important for those who are in that person's like support network to be like, oh, you know, to, to be aware of when there are things like changes in mood and and um, warning signs that they need to adjust their medication. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, very long winded way of mm -hmm. saying that, uh, you know, I, I very much uh, am, have been one of the, the victims of being afraid of medication right. um, in my own way. And then having that moment of like, oh geez, if right. I, if I'd right. only gotten over myself, 
sooner. Yeah, I, I want to answer a couple questions that came through here. I got two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them says, uh, did meds help with your uh, sleep quality? Uh, so I'll, I'll answer first, and then you can talk about uh, your side of things. Mm-hmm. So um, it actually, uh, the when I went on Wellbutrin, it, ha- it, it played with my sleep a lot, um, which is weird because, like, I'm used to, like, like, Abby knows, like, once I'm, like, asleep, like, I'm just, I'm out. Like, I can go to sleep in, like, five seconds. It's no problem. And so now it, I it's harder for me to go to sleep now. Um, and I also wake up more often in the night, right? Like, little things can, like, wake me up now, which is different than what I'm used to. Uh, and the other, so that's, that's one like major side effect that I've had with it. The other major side effect that I've had, and, and Abby, you and I have talked about this as well, is my, my eating habits. Like I just don't get hungry. I like legit have to force myself to eat. I could easily go mm. all day without eating. Even this, uh, this past, what, Sunday, um, when I texted, well, I was mm. texting you and I was like, I need to get out of, I need to get out of bed. It was at this point, it was like maybe what, one one or two o'clock in the afternoon. That was around one, yeah. I had not had a drop of food and I wasn't hungry. Mm. I wasn't hungry. And I know a lot of, I know that Wellbutrin is also um, a, a thing that people take to not only help with weight loss, but also with uh, curbing uh, any kind of like cigarette um, smoking nicotine habits that that you may have. Um, but yeah, the, I would say those are the two biggest, uh, I guess, symptoms that I've had. I haven't really had any other symptoms, just mainly mainly that just like my sleep is a little has been a little off um but now that i'm a, a couple months in i'm starting like my body's starting to get used to it but let me tell you that those first those first like three four weeks it was weird uh, for me to just like mm-hmm. not be tired and not be hungry like at all <laughs> in the slightest yeah what about Anyway, those were those in my my symptoms as well mm-hmm. um i mean for all, like both when I went on Concerta, when I switched over to Adderall, and then when I switched dosage on Adderall, um, all three, I had a period of time where uh, sleep was really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in some ways, the especially Concerta does not surprise me that Concerta and Wellbutrin would be having such similar side effects. Fun little like nerdy uh, sidebar. They're, those are both consi- uh, considered NDRIs, no repronephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitors. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, different. Say that ten d- times. Different color. <laughs> How about after my psychopharmacology class? Then then we'll try speed speed saying. Uh, <laughs> um, but very similarly, where like sleep would be very hard to come by, it was very interrupted, um, and eating was just a, a fascinating thing. Where um, I still remember the first time I went on Concerta, I, I my first dose was also my first day of school, which is always smart. Like, don't give yourself time to like test out the waters. Like, mm-hmm. nope, first first dosage, first day of school, let's go. Um, but mind you, my class wasn't until six p.m. I didn't really take into account that I had not eaten um, mm. at all. And then at about 7.30, which is when we had a break, I was like, I am so lightheaded. I'm going to pass out. Thank God I was hiking as much as I was at the time. So I had a um, like a little stash of snacks in my car. So I like snuck off to like eat some of my hiking snacks. And even then I wasn't hungry. It was more of that like more that pragmatic, like put put this food mm-hmm. into your system so yeah. you don't faint. Yeah. Um, 
And then honestly, to a lesser degree, I want to say with Adderall, like there was a period of time where it's like, all right, sleep's getting a little weird. It's taking, you know, falling asleep at 2 a.m. when usually I'm uh, out cold by 1145. Yeah. Um, and again, when d the dosage increased and, and, and still to this day, like I, actually today is probably a great example of just like. I definitely know my caloric intake was not my usual amount. And it was because I was kind of more out and about. And mm -hmm. when I got home, I dove right into schoolwork. And then um, actually fittingly around eight o'clock, I was like, oh, I, I better like have some kind of snack before <laughs> <laughs> beforehand because yeah. I haven't really had much to, to eat. Right, right. That, it's, it's funny how like just like it just can change things up like so like quickly without even realizing that. And like what's funny is that my doctor didn't like while they did it, while they did tell me about like potential side effects, um, that wasn't mm. one of them <laughs> that like that, 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 that they talked about. So I was like, I was a little mm -hmm. surprised, um, that that wasn't a, like a thing that was like brought up to me, you know, initially. Mm -hmm. Um, let me see. There's another question in here. Um, mm -hmm. or, um, what advice would you give to somebody who wants therapy? um to do it <laughs> to do it um number one and to uh stay patient um because sometimes the first therapist that you go to may not be the best fit for you you know um you you got to be open to understanding that and don't give up you know like sometimes you and your therapist may not vibe or maybe they're just not somebody that you know you feel understands you or is helping you uh, in any way so um but don't like give up because of that mm -hmm. because of like one or two or even three therapists like sometimes it takes time to find somebody that truly understands what you are going through truly understands how you feel um and just because you don't vibe with them doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad therapist it just means that you know it's just not it's just not the right fit it's kind of it's like dating it's like dating like mm -hmm. like i'm sure i'm pretty sure we've all dated people that like 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 you, they're nice and you have nothing against them. It's just not the right fit, but I'm not going to give up on dating because like the nice, the nice lady over here wasn't really for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, what about you? What would you say, Abby? What is your advice for someone uh, who wants therapy? I would say first and foremost, echoing that where, you know, if it's not working out, it, remembering that a therapist is a person. It, it is a highly subjective experience. Um, I'm on therapist number three right now. My first therapist was, uh, I, it is uncharitable to say an absolute disaster and absolutely useless, but she was, she was, <laughs> I don't think she was very trauma informed. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that I look back on and like, especially as a grad student where I would have been like, it is very clear what's going on here. And she kind of would like shrug her shoulders. And, and this is my favorite story to always give where I'd be, you know, and I was seeing her, you know, when my life was a absolute mess like i'm at mm. you know bottom of the barrel you know father recently passed away the whole nine yards and she would kind of shrug her shoulders and go have you tried meditation and mm. i would look at her and be like you know i'm a full-time yoga instructor like, <laughs> literally that's all i do yeah, all day is yeah. meditate are you shitting me um <laughs> but my current uh my, my current therapist is is the exact right kind of therapist for me so that's part one of my advice the part two is to understand as i was uh kind of uh talking to about earlier there are so many different modalities when it comes to therapy like a lot of us think oh therapy is i sit down talk to therapists we we talk it out and um recognizing that you know uh, 
there are so many different approaches. Um, some people find a lot of solace in doing that Googling, like, well, what's mm -hmm. the difference between cognitive behavioral therapy versus yes. internal family systems yes. versus uh -huh. a body-based uh, mm -hmm. therapy program? Um, that's a huge thing. I, I, I am so excited to be seeing this emergence of this more body-based somatic mm -hmm. kind of uh, therapies like somatic experiencing and Hakomi and EMDR is considered a, a somatic uh, therapy, like using the body. That's one of the very first conversations uh -huh. we had when, when I had you on my uh, podcast, mm -hmm. we were talking about EMDR. It's true. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's actually the, uh, the therapy modal, the, the main therapy modality that I am in yeah. with a mix of internal family systems slash parts work. And, you know, to a degree, the cognitive behavioral therapy, um, which, you know, is, is kind of the, the most common one. Almost everybody's a cognitive behavioral therapist, but, um, <laughs> But there is, you know, there's all these different modes and modalities. And for mm -hmm. some people, that's super overwhelming. Like, oh, my, now I have to, like, now I need to take a class in counseling theories on top of finding a therapist. Good Lord. Um, but which you don't, which some people love that. Some people are going to like, ah, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to dive in and Wikipedia rabbit hole my heart out. Yeah. Others, it's going to be overwhelming. But it is sometimes useful because um, most therapists, either on their psychology today uh, profile um, or just you know, random website will usually men mention their methods. Like mm -hmm. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist. I'm a dialectic behavioral therapist. I do EMDR. I do family systems. I do internal family systems. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it can help to be like, you know what, I'll do just a quick Google. Like what does that entail? And right. does that vibe with me? And if it doesn't vibe, that's okay. You don't have to do it. There's like, like I said, like I could probably name 15 different uh, counseling theories off the top of my head. And that's just the ones I've studied in school. Right, There's right. way more than that. Um, so <laughs> I, I that's wanna, a very, <laughs> I want to give a shout out very, to in my, hmm. in my live right now, we have a therapist, uh, Cole, Cole hearted, hmm. who's been chiming in uh, with a couple different Ooh. things here. I, I want to read some of the things that, um, uh, as th that they were saying because I, I, I thought it was really, really nice. Um, well, first we have one from um, 90, 94 mom who said when the uh, men, when the met, oh, that's a question. When the medication doesn't work, how many, okay. So I'm going to, we're going to come to that question in a second. That's a great question. I'll come back mm -hmm. to that. Um, but Cole Hart said, research what modalities might work for you. Uh, and that she was, she was, they were typing that as you were talking about it, like, like the same ah, time. Um, find Thought therapists winning. that are trained in that modality. Absolutely. Um, mm. sometimes meds take years. Don't give up when it works. It works. Yes. 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, make sure they are trained in Canada. For instance, anyone can call themselves a counselor. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, these are, these are really, these are really uh, great things. Uh, I want to point out a mm -hmm. question that I did get here. Um, that I thought was a really good question. When the first medication doesn't work, how, how many might it take is the question. Um, I don't think, I don't think there's like a, there's not like one answer to this, right? Like mm. I'm going to, I want to hesitate to say three, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that because yeah. every person is different. Uh, every doctor, um, will work with you to make sure that you are getting the help that is needed. Sometimes it's medicine. Sometimes it's not, you know, um, just make sure that you're, like I said, continuing to have that communication with your doctor. And even more so, even when, when the medicine is working for you, you still need to communicate with your doctor because bodies change, mm. 
right? And when your body's when your body changes, maybe perhaps that medicine may not work, you know, 10, 15 years from now. So um, you want to continue to have that conversation. Uh, one, one of the things I do is I always document how I'm feeling, right? So like when I'm having my appointment with my doctor, I say, okay, you know, I've been feeling this way, this way, and this way. Um, you know, I felt this one day and I was, we, I felt weird that like, I just kind of write, literally write it down. So when I go to my session, I'm just like, Hey, this is how I've been feeling. And then it kind of helps, uh, it helps her like understand my thoughts and what I'm going through. I don't, I don't have to sit there and be like, I don't remember on Tuesday. I think I was sad. Like it wasn't, it's not, it's not one of those things, uh, at all. Do you, do you, did you want to chime in there? I don't know if you had anything extra there. Yeah, no, I, it really is. I, I think that is one of those, there is going to be no answer other than um, what it is when you're working with your, your doctor, whether that is, mm -hmm. you know, your primary care physician or a psychiatrist. Um, I remember talking about this with my therapist where, mm -hmm. you know, pointing out that like one of the nice things is we do have our primary care, uh, at least in the United States, I, I, I should not speak internationally, um, who, where they can assign medication as well. But sometimes if you need that more nuanced uh, experience with someone who's, you know, because a psychiatrist is basically somebody who went to med school only specifically for um, psychiatric medications. Um, and in some ways, this ties in with a, a question that I got, which is, uh, how do you handle the symptoms that impact your mood? Mm -hmm. Well, I great example i should actually point over here <laughs> with um with documenting um so that is something that you can talk about with uh with your uh, with your doctor um i have been very lucky that uh the symptoms of taking the medication has not really impacted my mood i know when i have not taken it because my frustration tolerance goes out the door yeah. um when i am ready to throw my coffee pot across the room because like i spilled the coffee it, trying to pour it into my mug that gives me a moment of going i don't think i took my adderall yes. I, I i have no frustration tolerance right now um I so think that, that, that I gives think me my moment of story from, from my perspective the other day at mm -hmm. work where i was like halfway through the day and i was like i was so like distracted like for all, like the entire morning. And I wasn't really as productive as I wanted to be. And I'm like mad at myself. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm just having a weird day. And then I was like, wait a second. Did I take my medicine today? And I was like, I sure enough did it. I sure enough did not take my medicine today. Uh, and like, and it, I was like, okay, all right. That explains why I'm being an asshole right now. <laughs> And I wish I could say there's some like foolproof way to like guarantee that you'll you'll take your medication either every day or whenever it is prescribed. I've tried doing mm. the alarm like, oh, I'll set it at like a reasonable time, yeah. like 8.45 or 9 a.m. where I'm right, guaranteed right. to be awake. But um, and it's always an inconvenient time. Like I'm in the middle of my shower and I'm hearing <laughs> it go off or I'm downstairs in the middle of doing something. But my yeah. medication's upstairs. It's like, oh, well, I'll bring my medication down on the, to the right, kitchen right, counter. Right. So when. It's 840. But then for some reason, 845, the alarm goes off and I'm upstairs doing something and the medication's downstairs. Mm -hmm. And um... <laughs> I guess I guess it's easy for me because I go because like, like I, I go into an office every day. Right. So like mm. I just like I, I will usually take my medicine with my breakfast. So like I usually mm. stop. I usually stop at either Wawa or Duncan on the way to work. What was that? Duncan. Duncan. K-I-E-S. <laughs> Duncan. Uh, I'll usually I usually stop at one of those two places on my way to work. Mm -hmm. And um 
I'll as I'm eating my breakfast at my desk is when I'll like just take it right then and there. So like I, I kind of have that uh, pattern, but I know um, like you, you, uh, your schedule is, is, is like my schedule is like a nine to five, nine to five. Like every day, <laughs> and yeah. you get a lot more flexibility, and so your day will look a little bit more like a, a little bit different. So I can understand why you know it might be like difficult one day to another to remember to take it sometimes. It really is. My schedule is chaos because <laughs> it, for those playing the home game, I am a, a full time grad student. Um, my job, which admittedly is a part time job but is different. I, I, you know, as somebody who's a freelancer, I right now have three separate clients and one of those clients has three separate locations. And so some days I am booking it out the door at 9.15 at the absolute latest. Sometimes I'm not leaving as late until as late as like 10.45, 11. Some days I don't have, I'm not running group at all. So I'm not even leaving. Um, I find actually, interestingly, it's the work days that are the hardest because those are the ones where I am, halfway to where I need to be and I'm like ah shit <laughs> well yeah. guess what I'm doing after I finish group and go home <laughs> um, fittingly it is when it's the days that I don't have work and I have school and it is like all right you you have 75 pages of reading You're, you yeah. need to do you know what you need to do first before you do that <laughs> 75 pages of reading um, which is always very funny for me because my brain then goes, no, no, well, we can do like X, Y, and Z tasks and then we'll right. go get your medication. And it's like, no, <laughs> bitch, get, do the thing first. Then right. you can do your to-do list. Stop, stop trying to like, oh, I'll just do a few things. And then right. none of that. None there, of was, there was a couple really good suggestions in here for, uh, hmm. for, uh, people helping to remember to take their, uh, as 90, mom says, I have alarms on my phone. Can't let an alarm go by without you. Uh, Cole Hardit says, I tell everyone to put it somewhere they can see it. Uh, object permanence mm. is real. Amen. Um, I recommend mm. near your toothbrush. That's a, that's a very good suggestion. Mm -hmm. You know where I keep where my mine medicine? Is I keep it in my book bag, uh, which is right here. And the reason I keep it in my book bag is that like, when I get to my office and I put my breakfast down, I hear that. That's my medicine. <laughs> I hear that. And like, it's just a reminder. Like, oh, yeah. I need to take my happy pills today. <laughs> do you have a nick? Do you have a nickname for for your medicine? I call mine happy pills. Well, you know, shockingly, no. <laughs> Although now that I think about it, every once in a while, I'll jokingly be like, "I gotta go take my speed," because you know, it's Adderall. <laughs> um, fittingly, though, mine is right by my 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 toothbrush as well and for some reason, it's always and it, it's that whole like, oh, "I'll do other things and then come back to it," because my my brain, I go for gold in the the mental gymnastics it takes to not just do the damn thing, where I'll brush my teeth and be like, ah, but you know what would be nice? Let me set the, the, the pot of coffee on first, and mm -hmm. then I'll come back up. Right. I never do. I never right. do. But, you know, it's, it's yeah, doing the best to get into some kind of routine mm -hmm. is, is, is really useful. Absolutely. Absolutely. When, was there ever a point when you were taking your medicine that you were like, this is not working. I can't do this. I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Was there ever like, have there ever been points that that's crossed your mind? When I was first on Concerta and it wasn't necessarily anything dramatic, but you know, it was giving like a slight buffer. Like um, I, I was always using this analogy that if I were, if this were a bowling alley, if my brain was a bowling alley, um, 
basically we just put the, 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 the bumper racks up. However, the bowling ball is still going back and forth and back and forth. And there's no guarantee that it's even going to go down and, and hit the pins. Um, and that's what Concerta felt like. And there was a mm -hmm. part of me that was like, oh, is this, is this as good as it gets? Is right. I'm going to get this little buffer before my brain goes, goes all over the place. Um, and then I'll, it was an interesting situation where, you know, the first time I took Adderall, it was like, oh, my goodness. But then, you know, upon second dose, it was kind of like, man, is this going to be concerted all over again? And then right. when we upped the dose, it was like, okay, no, actually, mm -hmm. this is, um, there is a chance that I might switch. Like right now I'm on the um, the timed uh, release uh, or extended release. And right. I might want to switch out of that um, just to see how it feels. Right. But, um, but thankfully, I yeah, my, my experience has been a little bit more on the, le you know, more moderate side right. um i know your, but your experience I, I was not... it looks like i'm i'm distracted so somehow burr took off his bell all right <laughs> good on because like, he was like under the desk and i'm like i don't hear and then i went to go pet him and i'm like where is your where's your bell now like now after this live i'm gonna have to search my house for his bell i, I have no idea where it could possibly be Oh, they are sneaky sneaks like that. Like I, I, I remember. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the stars. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for the shining star, Mikey. You the man. Thanks, bro. Um, I've been getting annihilated in all of these matches, by the way. I don't know if you've been watching, but I, I, I have not won, won a single. <laughs> um, like this no, one right won, now, it's what, 12? Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, how about that? You won the last one because you see my, my match streak is only at one. Because you won the previous oh, one. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Although with this one, 12, 16 to 6, I think I think it's safe to say that this is, <laughs> this is going to be your game. This is going to be your game. You never know that. See, look at that. Look at that. Oh, look my goodness. Mikey, look See? at that. So the reason, the reason that I asked you about that mm. is because uh, I'm sure you remember when I first mm -hmm. started taking my Wellbutrin, I had like a major freak out, like major mm. freak out because so for those of you unfamiliar, when you're on Wellbutrin, you don't just like they, they have 150 and they have 300, right? Mm. So they start you off on uh, when they have more, but that's, those are the two I'm going to focus on. Um, they start you off on 150 to like build it up and then they put you on the 300. You don't just hop into 300, like a double dash kind of thing. You don't mm. do that, right? So... Um, I was taking the 150, and I remember, like, the first, like, week I was taking 150, I was like, oh, my God, I'm seeing all the colors, and this is beautiful. I'm being productive. I'm being cool. Like, I was so excited. And then I switched to 300, like, like my doctor told me to, and mm. I just had, like, a really bad weekend. Like, it was that weekend was just awful. And I was like, it has to be the 300 because I was doing great with the 150s and now I switched to 300 and that just threw everything off and my life sucks and I need to write my doctor and be like this shit isn't working I need to switch back to 150 and like I only had a couple 150s and I had a bunch of 300s because um the, you're you I was only supposed to use the 150s to like build up the tolerance that's it right um but I had a bunch of 300s so I like freaked out <laughs> I freaked out and so I wrote in and my my doctor I guess was off I guess just was like not there um, for whatever reason. And her backup, 
uh, was like, oh, well, then I'll just prescribe you some more 150s. Like, I don't know if she just didn't look at my file or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But she was like, oh, I'll just I'll just prescribe me 150s. So she prescribed me 150s. Uh, and I went and I went, I started taking 150s again. And then when my doctor got back from, I guess, vacation, she was like, no, 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 no. It, it, you got to stick with a 300. It takes time to mm -hmm. for this to, to really build up. Like, it's like, it's, this is not abnormal, blah, blah, blah. Um, so like, I was, I was freaking out, but like now I'm, I'm like, I'll, I switched back to the 300s. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> but like, you remember, I was like freaking out. I was like, yeah. oh my God, I switched to 300s from 150 and I'm not feeling good. Uh, mm -hmm. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared. Oh. I was scared. It's a, it's a, you know, I mean, one, you got through it. Yes. So that's the, it's an important part. <laughs> yes. um, you dealt with me. You dealt with my nonsense. Baby, <laughs> you deal with my nonsense. Let's be real. Like What nonsense? Okay then, sir. What nonsense on your end? I was emotionally wrecked. I'm, I'm a failure. <laughs> I suck at everything. Uh, I'm the worst boyfriend in the world. Kind of stuff, you know. How many times have I been an emotional wreck, sir? Not often. I mean, it's true, but <laughs> also not often for you. Like... Well, I mean, what helps is that, and we talked about this last week, is that uh, you and I mm -hmm. are are really good at, at um, communicating with. Oh, thank you for the love, uh, love focus. Um, we're we're very good at communicating with each other. So, like, um, mm -hmm. you, you know, whenever something is bothering one of us, we do a pretty good job at, at communicating that, which is nice. Uh, it's not because that's the mm -hmm. first for me in relationships. I've never mm -hmm. been in that type of situation before, where somebody's just so openly, like honest with me about how they're feeling and things that that oh stop it um that they're you know going through and what and all of and what they're all of that so like that's that's wonderful so thank you for that, for that. <laughs> um what would you say to somebody mm -hmm. that isn't sure what they need they just know that they're body feels weird or that their head feels mm -hmm. off or something feels off what would you recommend that they do to like kind of start this process? Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, working with a, the trained professional, like uh, a, a therapist, which I, I apparently, you know, in, in Canada, you can, anyone can call themselves a counselor, at least in America, you, uh, you cannot call yourself a therapist unless you are licensed or working under the supervision of somebody who is licensed and you have all the other prerequisites uh, like your master's in counseling. And we all work. know that America is perfect in every way. So, I mean, Oh, of course. Yeah. Super we, duper. We've done nothing fact, wrong. Like we, we're, just per we're just perfect. Do you turn just have, historically you turn at any point in the last, like, I don't know, three years. We're perfect. <sighs> Exactly. Especially in the last like 72 hours oh or last gosh, three yeah. weeks. Like oh, yes. we're just, just, yeah. it's amazing here. I, just, I love it. I'm so thankful that the old white men in DC are just telling mm -hmm. women what to do with their bodies. It's great. It's, it makes me so excited that mm -hmm. potentially in two separate states, I will be considered a murderer because I have an IUD. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that's, that. It's, I'm looking it's, to, yeah. Uh, Go America. <laughs> Right. Anyway, that's that's another topic. Oh, for another anyways, day. We're not even, yeah, we're that's even, that. We're not even gonna go there. <laughs> Maybe next week we can doom spiral into the Ooh. inevitable downfall Ooh, of the American that'll be, Empire. That'll be quite the 
quite the topic there. Um, but anyway, so which actually, yeah, <laughs> uh, fittingly, um, and, and this is something that I'm seeing in a lot of therapies, and it's making me there. There are certain therapy therapy modalities that very specifically focus on this, but I think all therapy modalities are finally taking this in, which is understanding person in context, mm -hmm. which is. Uh, if the society is sick, there is really only so much that can be done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if if you have climate change anxiety, you can't really be like, ah, cognitive distortion. Let's work on that irrational thought about, you know, the rising sea tides and all that stuff. But um, but Global going back, I, I real, feel like Abby. global warming isn't real. Oh, come on. It isn't real. It's, it's, it's real. all in my mind. <laughs> that was a fitting global like, warming isn't real we're gonna be in like a very serious conversation about something and then somebody's gonna give me that hat and mustache like i'm gonna be it'll be like a very vulnerable moment i'm like let me tell you about the time that i had a traumatic experience when i was 15 years old i was a young boy i was a young boy and i <laughs> it's gonna dissociating Look at what you're making me do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's 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 all good. Kind of going back. If 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 something does not feel right, uh, I, I, again, the um, finding that uh, therapist to you know, which again can sometimes be a really rough go because you know sometimes you're not finding the right therapist. Mm -hmm. um, I can give essentially in a lot of ways talking about how my first therapy therapy experience was horrendous but I knew like again my I had kind of bottomed out in life and I'm like I enough's enough I need to be going to therapy something is not right um and I I felt like that very old meme and I'm, I'm showing my age when I'm saying this but the one where the the drawing of the guy pointing at himself in the mirror like why are you like this like mm. I felt like that mm -hmm. um and working with my therapist and feeling like I'm going in circles because she's essentially shrugging her shoulders and asking you know have you tried meditation um and I say this with hesitation because the internet is this wild world and especially on TikTok there's a lot of pseudoscience pseudopsychology but I knew for me, uh, stumbling across literature online about adult children of alcoholics was the mm. like, oh shit, I'm a child of trauma. That explains so much about me. And, and you know, kind of going down that route and finding, you know, support groups both in person and online, um, you know, was super, super helpful. Uh, so I, I feel like in some ways, you know, using utilizing the internet whether it is to find a therapist that could potentially help you put the pieces together or even just going hey i got this stuff going on in my head and this is what my background is like um you won by the way did oh, you see that? Please. i yeah i saw i got given that i did my whole little like well is me I, i've been a nut getting annihilated i gotta, <laughs> gotta appreciate my i don't know why i was doing that old timey voice there but that's okay nah, um nah, right um and oh actually one person gave a, a book recommendation of adult children of emotionally mature parents which mm. i've heard of that book i haven't read it yet um actually another uh book that i i recommend and i i always hesitate because it later came out that uh bessel vandalkolk who's the writer of this book um is not the best human being in the world he kind of makes very toxic work environments a lot of workplace mm. harassment but 
there's no denying his research. The body keeps the score, which every single person I know, myself included, who, who has read or listened to the audiobook of The Body Keeps the Score goes, holy shit, this is life changing. Um, so even like little things like that, um, uh, I recommend staying away from things like life coaches. I saw that somebody had mentioned the, you know, in quotes, life coaches, which unfortunately any weirdo in America can call themselves a life coach. And mm -hmm. as somebody who used to work in the yoga industry where every yoga instructor is a life coach, stay away from life coaches. <laughs> stay away. There's a lot of them um, here on, on the tickety talks. There's a lot uh, of there's a lot of life coaches on the tickety talks mm -hmm. and they sell and they sell I, like a program where you have to pay like five, like five. Hold on. Hamilton's like uh, um, where you have <laughs> to like uh, pay like five hundred dollars to get like life help, like five hundred bucks a month. I, I can't with that. I like actually this morning I in the, the video I made this morning was uh, like in response because like for some reason some of their stuff like was showing up on my for you page both last night and this morning and it was all about the whole like if you get butterflies in your stomach that's a red flag because oh yeah that's I, just saw your, exactly I saw your tiktok about that yeah oh and i was like this pseudo psychology bullshit yeah. i mm, i had thoughts i had thoughts <laughs> so please it is please go on i mean you as I've said many, many a time before, you you are the sweet and kind and diplomatic one. I'm the angry bitch. <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> but no, I'm okay with that. I have my. I'm moments. okay with it. I have my moments, right, Hammy? Right, Hammy? Your brother took off his bell. I'm pretty sure you're wondering how to get your bell off too, huh? <laughs> I have no that that bell could be literally anywhere in this uh -huh. house. Like Oh yeah, it's it and they figure it out. I I think I'd mentioned like, you know, cuz Salem has that full harness when he goes outside. Mm -hmm. Um cuz when I hook him up to his leash, I don't want him to, you know, be able to slip away. There have been a few times where I will get caught up with like yard work and I will turn around and he has somehow figured a way to Houdini out of his harness. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, he's good about, you know, eventually, you know, coming on back. Uh, you know, I was about to say coming when he when he's called, but I have too much of a dirty mind to be saying. Yeah, ma sir. Ma'am. Sir. sir. This, this is a drive through at Duncan. Are you getting coffee mm -hmm. or donuts? Tell me which one are you getting? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I am. I, I'm, I'm supposed to be at a donkey's. <laughs> Oh, and I, I wanted to make sure the because uh, somebody had said, wait, it's not true about the the butterflies. Uh, the video I made was all about debunking the 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 butterflies are anxiety. No, you're it, it can be giddiness, it can be excitement. Um, as I say in my my video, you wouldn't tell a little kid who's excited about uh, Christmas morning. Ah, it's just anxiety. Um, I go into it way more eloquently than I'm doing here, but it is it is fun hot take that they know will get them lots of likes. Um, and I was actually telling somebody in my comments, they were asking, is there any life coaches that you recommend? And I said, honestly, none of them. No, I don't recommend life coaches. I don't recommend dating coaches, especially on social media apps, because eventually they, even the most well-meaning ones will succumb to what can I say to get the most attention? And that's when they start giving those hot takes that are mm -hmm. complete BS. Right. Um, there's a but, lot of, there's a lot of, and you know what? It's, it's a mm. little frustrating. I'm going to put you down, buddy. Um, it's a little frustrating seeing that because for as many 
times as I've seen like these online like influencers who are life coaches and counselors and stuff like that. If you ever read their reviews, right, Mm. you would see that there's a lot of people that were seriously hurt by what they uh, uh, gave to that person. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're asking for literally thousands of dollars, you know, like Mm -hmm. literally thousands of dollars from these people to they're not even licensed therapists at all. You know, and they're huh? they're taking like all of this money from people, you know, to make their life better. And like now, and that's not me saying that all of them aren't genuine, because I'm pretty sure there are genuine people out there that, you know, want to help. And that like I think that's great. But I don't I feel weird when people take money. When people require mm-hmm. money to life coach. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. And like, like, like I get it, but it's just, it's, it just rubs me a little way, especially if they're not like a license to anything, you know? Yeah. And like, and that's not to like demean or, or, um, demoralize any of the experiences that they've gone through or any of the, you know, not any of the knowledge that they might have about life. I think that's perfectly fine, but I think there's a reason that you need to, that you have to be licensed to be a therapist there's a reason Mm -hmm. that you have to be licensed to practice medicine or to be a doctor there's a reason Mm -hmm. for that and it's not just a physical thing like obviously you don't want somebody operating on you that's never been to you know med school right but Mm -hmm. i and i feel it's the same thing with uh with our mental health i just personally Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable getting help from somebody that didn't go to school for or didn't like do some extensive like official research behind it and once again that's Mm -hmm. not me saying that the other people are not like you know genuine because i'm pretty sure there are genuine people out there it just rubs me the wrong Mm -hmm. way and i just personally wouldn't do it i just i i can't you know i i i you know me i always try to equate um, mental health with physical ailments because I think that helps people understand just how important it is because like I feel like sometimes yeah. people will kind of like view mental health as like a totally separate thing than like a physical mm-hmm. ailment but they're the same like we should be treating them the same if you break your arm mm-hmm. you go to the doctor and you get a cast mm-hmm. on it and your patient as it heals with your mental mm-hmm. health it's the same exact thing if you're mm-hmm. hurt or if you've been traumatized by something, you need to have a cast put on and you need to allow yourself time to heal. It's the same thing. Um, and I, I, it's just weird that people don't understand that. But I also get it because I was the same way for 30 years. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I got I got two responses to that. And the first mm-hmm. one is the whole mind body connection part where, you know, especially the Western culture, we have been separating them. And in a lot of, you know, in some ways, the TLDR of the body keeps a score is the mind and body. There is no there is honestly to even say mind body connection is almost a misnomer because it is just it is mind body. It's it's the whole thing. What's mm-hmm. going on up here will manifest in the rest of your body. Um, everything from stomach aches, tense muscles, uh, autoimmune issues. Um, and then likewise, what we're doing with our body will actually affect the mind, which is why I get I can nerd out about somatic based um, uh, therapies. Um, 
So, no, you know, there's that huge element to it. Um, and then response number two, I will say as somebody who is now three semesters in to getting her master's in clinical mental health counseling, a, a KREP accredited, which I know means nada to anyone who is not a um, nerd, but it is it is gold standard. It is super crazy rigorous. It's 66 credits, you know, where a usual master's is usually closer to 40. Um, but going through these classes and seeing just the things I've already been learning, the things that I'm going to be learning, the uh, sheer amount of supervision that's going to be happening, the, the practicum that I will have before I even get into my clinical internships, um, I look into all of the nuances and how I've already changed, even as a skills group uh, a facilitator, which has really no um, education requirement aside from just general, like, hey, do you have your bachelor's? It's, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've watched how that I, how much I've changed so much as a, a group facilitator. Um, and I look at that stuff and go, I am still nowhere near like, you know, I'm this little neophyte over here. I even gotten to the part where I'm going to have my supervised experience. Right. Um, this really lets me know that this is not something that you are going to get a uh, mastery of in this weekend online, learn to be a, a life coach, with, right. you know, such and such, <laughs> like, you right. know, there, there's just too much involved. Um, and honestly, you know, kind of going back to, I, I'm, there's a little bit of nerding happening right here. Um, Cause one of my classes was on the, the history, like, you know, of uh, the various, you know, counseling professions and schooling where even schooling from like 20, 30 years ago is, I mean, there's a reason why we have uh, KCREP and we have that as accreditation in most states. If you don't get your master's from a KCREP accredited program, good luck trying to get licensure. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because of that. It's because this is, you know, we are dealing with something that is so incredibly intricate that if you are not well-versed, if you are not well-trained, if you have not been well-supervised, you can do so much damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, mm. there's a couple people that uh, were saying hi in here in my chat. So I just want to say hi to you all real quick. Hi. Hello. <laughs> nice to see all of you. A couple people had asked how Sister Act went. Sister Act went very well uh, this past weekend. For those of you that don't know, mm. um, this past weekend was a very crazy weekend for me, uh, to say the mm. least. Uh, on Friday at around 3 o'clock p.m., I got a text mm. message from uh, a friend of mine asking if I would potentially be available to uh, fill in for a role of a show that they were doing in media at the media theater in Pennsylvania. And I said, yeah, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess I could swing something. Uh, a couple hours later, I got the official phone call from the artistic mm. director of the theater saying, Hey, um, we need somebody to fill in for a role in the show that we're doing right now because the lead guy has COVID and his understudy has COVID and there's multiple people throughout the cast that can't perform because of COVID. Uh, so, but they have like hundreds and hundreds of seats sold and they don't want to give the money back to the people. So at five, from 5 p.m. until I guess like one o'clock in the morning, I was learning a role. I was learning the lines and the music and the choreography uh, that night because I had to be prepared because at 1030 the next morning, we have what we call um, a put-in rehearsal, which means that um, we don't even necessarily run the show. We just kind of like 
run it, but not really. Like I didn't run it mm -hmm. with a costume on. There was no lights or whatever. So the first time that I actually did the show was when I was doing the show in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, that was the first time. I had never met the cast before. I had never mm. performed at that theater before. I walked in and it was just a completely new experience for me. Um, but thankfully, <laughs> I mean, it, it went it went off without a hitch. I did the two mm. I did the two p.m. show and I did the seven p.m. show. Uh, my mom came my mom came to see the seven p.m. show, um, uh -huh. and it was it was quite the experience this past weekend. And the guy um, that I was filling in for, he got cleared. Uh, some, uh, Saturday nights, so I was I was expecting to potentially go on uh, again on Sunday afternoon, but I was told that I was not needed because the guy that was playing the role uh, would be back that Sunday. Um, so it was crazy. It was a crazy weekend, um, but it was an easy, uh, I guess, an easy way to make money. I put easy in quotes, but I mean, it was <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice paycheck to, for, to fill to to. to take over for a role real quick, you know, to do two performances. So I, I got, I got paid handsomely to do it. So it was worth it from, from a financial standpoint, but most importantly, it was worth it from just a human challenge yourself standpoint. Cause I, I could have easily said no. Right. But I told myself, I was like, you know what? I have a free weekend. There's technically no reason why I can't do it. Uh, they need me. I have friends that are, are involved in the show. Let's just try our best. And that's what I did. And it went up. We did it. We did a show. And I think it's a real testament, again, of your <laughs> your talent, that you're able to take something that was, you know, what is what everybody else in the cast had been re rehearsing months and months and months yes. for. You had barely an afternoon into the evening and yeah. you were able to, to, to master it. Oh, thank you it. for the star, so, Amber. That is... Yeah. So and I not, think it's not a, only it's just a, rehearsing for months, but performing. Like they had already been performing already. Mm. <laughs> like they had already been performing. Um, I hold on. I heard some <laughs> talk. I have to go. <laughs> These cats are doing something. Hold on. All right. Uh, and Andrew, I agree. Yes, he is. He is perfect. I <laughs> I concur. What uh, is that sound? And what he didn't mention is that he also had a cabaret Sunday night um, that was actually planned and rehearsed for and all that stuff. But the had it been the original schedule, it would have been two uh, uh, shows on Saturday, then the matinee, and then hightail it across uh, to um, to do the cabaret. So <laughs> these cats, the, the boys. <laughs> They're they're being they're being a certain something. They're being a certain something, um, and they. This is why this is why I could never be. This is why I won't ever be a parent because I, I I just I would be terrible at taking care of children. They they were mm -hmm. they were drinking toilet water. Of course. I always close the lid. I always close mm -hmm. the lid because I know that they're like, mm -hmm. like gonna be curious, and because they're kittens, right? Mm -hmm. I walk it. This is why this is why I I'm never going to be a parent. There's no way, mm -hmm. absolutely not. Oh, I I I feel that the number of times that I've shouted out you little jackass as like something like that happening, like I <laughs> I don't have the right temperament because I like, don't uh, like <laughs> like I actually a awful. great example was 
one of one of my cats like and all three of them do this it's so frustrating they'll hop on my bed and then basically announce with their full body heaving that they're about to puke and they're one of them did it this morning and I was like, Oh no, you don't you jackass. And I like jump up and pick them up and put them onto the uh, bathroom tile. So they'll puke onto the tile. But I'm just thinking to myself, I can't imagine scooping up a sick kid who like crawled into bed and they're about to puke. And I'm like, no, you don't you jackass. (laughs) (laughs) You know, even doing it gently, like, which is what I'm doing. Like I'm I'm, like scooping up, but like trying to keep my pressure on the rib cage and not on the belly. So I'm not getting the, but even then, like saying, oh, no, you jackass as you're doing yes. it, like, mm, that, not, the right, why, not the right, not the right. That's one of the reasons why we we could, we you and I, we're, we are not going to be parents. We're just not. Because, mm. like, it would just be a bad idea. Like, just not. We'll stick with our cats. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with our cats because uh, that's. Because that's the, the cats part. don't need to go to therapy for being called a jackass. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> My mom was so verbally abusive. I couldn't, I did anything wrong and all that. Like, all I wanted to do was just drink some toilet water. And here she is going, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> do, would you say that, um, speaking mm. of like childhood, like how much, mm. I, I guess this goes without saying, but like as comfortable as you, um, as, as whatever you feel comfortable talking about, but do you feel mm. that your childhood played a role into the um, mental health trauma that you're experiencing as an adult? Oh, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I am not shy about talking about that stuff, especially for those who've been uh, following my page for a minute. Um, I did not have the best upbringing. It was very chaotic. It was very toxic. It was very abusive. Uh, both parents were, uh, they, as I like to say it, their, their demons were stronger than their ability to show up for their children. Mm. Um, I was diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is like PTSD, only it is prolonged trauma over long periods of time. Usually during your formative years, it rewires your brain. Um, a lot of my EMDR, uh, was targeting very specific core memories from childhood and then kind of building from there. Um, And there are plenty of, especially pre-EMDR, where it was very more this cognitive analysis, which uh, anybody who can uh, fake their chill like I can, uh, can say that sometimes you can analyze your thoughts until the cows come home and you're doing it because then you don't have to feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. I can analyze them instead. So, and that's what I would do. And I would be able to pinpoint, all right, these particular patterns are because of this particular way I was, you know, the, the conditioning essentially, essentially that I had growing up. Um, and, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that like, you know, uh, as much as EMDR has helped, I will, oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> get little, little, little kisses as I talk about like child Who's abuse. Who's kissing my girlfriend? Um, Who is that? Who's kissing oh, my girlfriend? It's, it's, it is it is Chanel, but it's not Chanel number five. It's Chanel number nineteen eighty nine. Okay, I'll allow it, Chanel. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, oh, and and to to reference a, a comment, talking uh, people can have CPTSD and PTSD at the same time. It is because brains are fun like that. You it it tr- stacks on stacks on stacks. It's just mm-hmm. it's lovely. Yeah. Um. So I I will say undoubtedly that you know even to this day the times where my survival responses will get a little on edge. Like, especially if anybody, if I feel like I've kind of messed up and somebody goes silent with me, 
I will tell you right now, number one way to trigger my survival response is to do that. Cause I'm immediately like, Oh shit. I don't know what I did, but, ah, uh. and I don't know, like all, I don't know if all the EMDR in the world will undo that. Um, uh, that's unfortunately something that's been very much conditioned into me because growing up that quiet was always the, the that tide pulling back before the tsunami. Um, so, but on the flip side, because the the trenches that I was in was as um, uh, rough as they were, I'd like to think that that is part of the reason why I can run my skills groups the way that I do. When I think about you know when I went into grad school, uh, it was a non uh, not non starter non issue. It, it was not even something up for debate about being trauma informed. Um, and I always like to think of it as, as somebody who made her way out of, or, you know, I'm still making my way out of the trenches. It's not like I'm in the clear, but I like the idea that I will be able to help people by just kind of shining the light behind me being like, Hey, this is, this is one of the paths that I took to get up here. Um, let me, you know, explain that. And mm -hmm. I think that is, that is very, uh, you know, I don't want to ever say that a, a therapist can't be a therapist unless they've been traumatized, um, <laughs> because, that's a whole other topic for another day. But I think it does help that if the, the person who is helping you is like, yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, here are solutions that are not only evidence-based, but helped me too. Right. Right. I, um, mm -hmm. I admire your ability to just talk so openly about this. Cause I know that it's, it may seem easy, like the way that, like the mm -hmm. way that you are able to, um, just speak so eloquently about it, but it's that this is from years of practice and years of, of processing. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. To be able to like it's talk so eloquently about, about this. Does it make you feel good to like, like talk about this? Like, is it like therapeutic in a way for you? It is. It, it becomes this um, interesting cycle. And it was the same case uh, when I was a, a freelance writer. <laughs> Bassett wrote a lot of, um, <laughs> oh no, Hamilton what did Hamilton do? He went to go lay down, but he fell. He fell off the ledge of the oh. window. <laughs> and I laughed at it. I'm so sorry, buddy. No, I'm it's, so sorry. it's all good. <laughs> but he was like, because <laughs> he just went to go lay down. I love that moment when they, oh. they don't understand how much space they have. And then oh, that moment man. of like instant regret. Yeah. And, and, uh, and roommate lady and I, uh, have, have realized that, um, Hamilton is not so smart. Like Burr is pretty smart. Burr is the brains. Um, yeah. Hamilton, not so much. So like he went to go lay down, but like half his body was like off of the ledge and he was like, <laughs> and then he ran away. Because he got scared, but anyway, I'm so sorry. I, I... Oh, no, <laughs> so it is sorry. it is all good. Um, oh my gosh! But uh, but yeah, like uh, before the ticky talkies, I was a, a freelance writer, and a lot of the stuff I wrote was very raw. And actually, on my Instagram, and it's probably like a week or two back now. Um, it was something that I pulled up on my Facebook memories, but it was a, a snapshot from one of my articles that was actually in, on Huffington Post, which was, you know, a to-do list for myself after my father's death. I, I wrote very, very rawly. And um, I remember back then getting, you know, various emails of people saying, you know, 
thank you for putting to words my what I'm experiencing, mm -hmm. um, which is there is something in the healing as you are helping other people. Um, there is a part of it where it's like, wow, people are understanding where I'm coming from and people are understanding where I'm coming from because they've gone through it too. I'm not alone. Um, and then also this feeling of um, I was able to take not the greatest situation in the world and mold it into something that people can either relate to or it is poignant for them or even if they've never gone through the stuff that I'm writing about, um, uh, you know, have that profound moment. Um, it's, it is, it's, it's, there, there's something, this like incredible circular, uh, healing situation that happens as a result. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I just, I just admire you because I like, I know that there's a lot of people out there that have gone through similar things or, are still currently going through, you know, that kind of, um, situation that just simply understandably so don't know how to put it into words you know like they're mm. still finding a way to process they're still finding a way to um even take the first step towards getting the help that that they need and if there's any of you that are out there that are listening right now that like is is just curious about you know how you can approach your mental health i mean there's no wrong, there's no wrong way when you know that you're going to go get help, right? From, from, mm -hmm. especially from a professional, you know, um, when you are, when you acknowledge that you need help and you mm -hmm. seek it out, like the, these doctors are able to provide the tools that are needed to help you. And the tools are going to be different for each person. As I like, I we I, I just I'm going to keep saying that throughout the entire live today because I I just don't want people to oh hello booty you see that booty you see <laughs> just, that there's oh, oh never mind I'm, uh. I saw your booty speaking of cats Milo sir <laughs> sir this is a donkey drive through uh, no I heard. I heard Milo uh, crying at the door, oh. and so I was like, "Oh, the poor pitiful thing! I will let oh. him in." But of course, I opened the door, and he's—he apparently gave up very easily. So, <laughs> but the door is unlatched now. So if he wants to, yeah, push his way through, he That's can. Fair. But anyway, um, yeah, I think I think like just simply acknowledging that mm. you know, number one, it's not your fault, right? Um, that trauma affects many people. And we all handle it differently. Um, but acknowledging that you are in a situation where your your mental health is put to the test and even physical health is put to the test because mm -hmm. um, they're both connected. Um, acknowledging that you need help is like a huge step. Don't I just don't. Uh, I don't want to undervalue that because it's, it's hard for people to even get to that point. Like I, I'm a prime example of that. I really thought that it was just me. Like I would like, I don't need help. I'm just weak. I'm just weak. I'm weak minded. I need to be stronger mentally. Um, and it took me thir over 30 years to like realize that like, I need, I need assistance here. I can't do this by myself. And let me tell you, there was no better feeling than hearing my doctor say, those dark thoughts that you have and that you've had in your head are not you, mm -hmm. are not, they're not you. And like, when she put it that way, I was like, 
Like, it's so simple, but, like, hearing her say that, like, mm-hmm. changed my perspective on so much. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm like, man, if I had if I had somebody say that to me when I was, like, in my 20s, when I was struggling, you know, like, I mean, I don't live a life of, of regret at all, but I'm like, man, mm-hmm. if I knew that back when I was in my 20s, that some of the, you know, that the things that I've gone through, like, the dark, because I've had some very, very dark thoughts, like, thoughts that, like, I never ever thought that I would have. And for those of you that know my story, you know that like I've lost a lot of people, close people in my life, um, particularly to to self-unaliving, right? And that is hard to to lose a a um best friend and a girlfriend all in a matter of like two years like that was incredibly rough for me but once again even as i was going through that i was like i'm just weak-minded i'm weak-minded this is it's 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 just me i just need to be stronger mentally and i just would try to help myself and it wouldn't work and i would just have these dark 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 thoughts that i like that I think about now and I'm like, wow, I came close to doing that. And by that, you guys know what I mean. Like that was a thought that crossed my mind that I never would have, like, I just, to to even think of, of the fact that like, I thought about not being here anymore and thinking of ways that I could make that happen without pain. Right. Because that was that was that was the thing that I was thinking of. I'm like, how can I make this happen peacefully, you know, without pain? And I think and I think back at it now, I'm like, wow, that was a legit thought that I had. And so for for my doctor to tell me those dark thoughts that you were having, are it's not you. That meant more than she could ever know like even to this day i don't even think she realizes how much those words helped me so simple but like so strong for me um and i'm glad i'm glad i heard them and i know for anybody out there that has had similar thoughts uh or maybe going through you know something like that um just know that like we want you here and I know at times it can be hard to th- think of it that way, you know, cause like, you know, whatever situation you're going through, like it's, it's easy to feel alone. It's easy to feel unwanted, unloved. It's easy to feel that way. But like, I assure you that the world is better off with you here in it. And it may not be clear right now to you which is understandable. I get it. I get, I know that feeling all too well, but I promise you the world is better off with you here. And if you ever have thoughts like that, there are tools, there are people, there are hotlines, there are so many different things that you can do to get the help that you need. And I implore you to just try anything, try anything and 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 find a way to just be here 
I said in a video uh, I made, you know, a couple weeks ago, I'm not, uh, I'm not a cheerleader for medicine, right? But I am a cheerleader for you being alive. I am a cheerleader for you being here with us, you know, in this live or watching our videos or just going to work or living your life, you know? Um, so to, I, I get messages all the time from people telling me, you know, about the dark thoughts that they've had. And it's, it's so interesting and scary, but also it helps people understand. It helps me understand. And I try to pass this message to other people that you are not alone. There are other people that are feeling the exact same way and they have gotten help or in the, they're in the process of getting help and you can do that too. You know, that's my soapbox moment of the, <laughs> of the day. <laughs> It is. A, it's a good soapbox moment. And, you know, it's uh, one of the hard parts of that despair is the despair in feeling like this is you are the anomaly. You are the different one. Everybody else has got it figured out. Um, and sometimes even just knowing that actually, no, this is a very common um, struggle. This is a common fight. Um sometimes that is the first step is just knowing that there are other people who feel exactly this way. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, you know, it is tough, but I think there, there is something very freeing in mm -hmm. something as simple as a statement of you are, you are not those thoughts. Mm -hmm. You are not the intrusions going into your, your mind the same way mm -hmm. the, the cancer cells in, in somebody's stomach is not, you know, that's, that's not your stomach. That's the cancer cells invading. It's same deal. That is, that is not you. That is the, the cancerous thoughts. Invading. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, as, as somebody who has also lost people who lost their lives to depression, it is fittingly, I was actually just thinking maybe last week about my mentor that I lost when I was 16. And to this day, I will think about where he would be now and how old he would be and mm. you know the the good that he had already done and the good that that could have been uh if if he had only stayed um and it is important to remember that that is not the exception that that mm -hmm. is the rule there is going to be people that you know we're talking almost 20 years later mm -hmm. who will be just missing you and 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 wondering what that would life would look like if you were still in it right um you know this it it is something that you know everyone feels the wake of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what has there ever been a time that you were just like you like you scared yourself like you you would like you would think whatever and you're like whoa shit no no step out step mm -hmm. out of that have you ever had like a scary moment mm -hmm. like that Oh yeah. The, I mean, I, I've definitely had my issues with intrusive thoughts and uh, there's been, there, there's a concept called the call of the void, which will happen sometimes, especially for some people, especially if they're not in the best mind space, if they're by uh, high places and there will just be that little voice that is like, keep going, just mm -hmm. go off that cliff. Mm -hmm. um, and there have been a few times where I will be, like, especially as a hiker, where I would be at the, you know, a really cool clearing and it's this sheer drop off, like 300 feet down before you, you catch anything. And there would just be that little voice that's like, what if you just kept going? Mm. I mean, you're in the middle of the woods anyways. You're not going to, you're not going to, it's, you know, probably dead on impact. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, 
guess guess I'm turning around then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is one of those moments of like, yeah, that's not my thoughts. Those are that is you know intrusive thoughts are, you know, the, exactly that they are intruding in. Right. Um, right. And it's it is a very unfortunate aspect of the human brain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there is yeah. There, there, there is, there is freedom in that, and you know, as as somebody who also like, I mentioned a little bit about parts work and internal family systems, uh, that whole idea that we're not one person, but this, these, all these little parts of us. Yeah. Um, actually, come here, Milo. The one who is crying at the door has come back. Oh, <laughs> hi, come here, buddy. I know I'm holding you so. I'll weird. see you soon, so buddy. Sorry. I'll see you oh, soon, buddy. I know. I'm holding you so weird. He doesn't like being held at all anyways. Oh. Okay, sweet. All right. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> and talking about the super, super, you know, sad stuff. And then it's like, cats. Um, Look, who, he keeps, you keep popping up. You want attention again, bud? Buddy. All right, here we go. Oh, now, now it's, it's turning to cat talk. It's, right. It's turning to cat we'll talk. Say, oh, look at your pretty faces oh <laughs> uh, but he but milo wins the thumb off he's got he's got way more thumbs <laughs> that's true you do <laughs> that's, that's true it looks like he has a whole other paw with how many thumbs he has yes you do buddy <laughs> i can't um, believe i can't believe bert found a way to get his little collar off you little you little you i can't he, believe he that. is the brains of the operation so i'm not surprised i want to know where it is and like when he took it off I've, he had it on this morning so it had to be. At I some wonder point today. if he figured out a way to like either not necessarily hook it against something, but like mm. use something else as like leverage so yeah. he could get it off. You um, know what doesn't help? I also so like I also loosened it mm. a little bit because like they're getting like they're growing fast and they've had those collars on mm. for like a while. So I'm like, well, let me loosen it mm. a little bit so that like mm. they don't choke themselves as they get as they get older. <laughs> and I guess I loosened it too much. Aww. I listened to it too much, and now this little this little dude's walking around quietly in the night. <sighs> and I, I like I, I need to, <laughs> I need to find your little color, bud. Mm. Oh. <laughs> but going back very quickly yeah. to internal family systems mm-hmm. and parts work, in some ways that can be very freeing as well. Um, and I was actually thinking about this uh, earlier today about um, one aspect of it. You know, I mean not trying to get into any like workshop of what, you know, internal family systems and parts work, but having all these different parts of us, our protector parts, our manager parts, our the vulnerable and exiled parts in uh, uh, some types of parts work, which I've also, you know, dabbled with as the patient, just parts of us at different ages, mm-hmm. the number of times that I'll have a certain thought and I'll just go, well, how old am I? When I mm. thought that, when I'm thinking how, what part of me, how old is that part? Um, and, and the insight I will get where it's like, no, that's little nine-year-old me who's scared right now. That's Mm -hmm. 14 year old me who's expecting rejection. That's, you know, uh, 27 year old me who's expecting a a repeat of whatever, or that's my protector part that is ready to burn a village down instead of having me get hurt again, or a manager part that thinks it's somehow helping me by telling me I'm the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, you know, exploring that can sometimes really be freeing. It can be helpful um, to, to even just, you know, 
because uh, I feel like for most of us, we still believe that we are one cognitive, you know, we're one cohesive unit, we're not multiple parts. So even when we say, well, what part is saying it, it's almost like, well, I've removed myself. And here's this, the part of me that's, that is, you know, uh, having that thought or um, having that emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, in, in some ways, there's that moment of like, I'm also not my emotional reactions. Mm -hmm. I, that is my amygdala firing, firing on all cylinders and overpowering my prefrontal cortex. And um, I don't get any say in that matter. It's the same way I don't <laughs> get any say on whether or not I hurt my knee. I don't get any say in the matter of whether or not I dislocate my shoulder. Like it's, right. it's these these mechanical biological things are happening. Right. Um, and I don't know, that's. That's that's also my little bit of insight, especially when there's those things that feel so out of pocket and jarring and, right. you know, you, like, you mentioned, damn, I you mentioned your younger self. And I'm curious, like if you mm -hmm. if your younger self, let's just say, you know, 18 year old you were mm -hmm. watching this live right now or having a conversation one on one with you right now, what would you what would you tell your your 18 year old self? Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, first and foremost, I would have to be so gentle with her because mm. I know present day me would be so intimidating. Yeah. She would be so intimidated by who I am. Right. Um, and uh, I, I think a lot of it would be first and foremost, letting her know like, hey, this is what you're going to be like, right. what, you know, especially at that point, I had a very kind of fatalistic view of things and like, well, this is just how my life's going to be blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Um, and to be able to tell that younger self, like mm -hmm. actually, no, this is what it's going to actually look like. And, and in some ways I would even be like, there's so much advice I could give you. Um, and this is also tangentially why I don't get too caught up in man. I should have learned the things when I was younger because there are so many things I could tell that 18 year old me, but I don't think it's your time. And I could say the words to you and they're going to go in one ear and out the other. There are just certain things that are only going to have impact after you've had the life experiences you've had. Mm -hmm. um, so in some ways in that uh, meta way of there's a lot of advice I can give, but I think there are just certain things that you're, they, it will not have impact until you hit certain ages, you have certain life experiences. I wish I could shield you from those life experiences. Um, but, you know, it's, an un, you know, just, it's going to be part of the journey. Mm -hmm. uh, life Coach Shay, it's nice to see you. Hi, thank you for stopping by. And by the way, everybody that's been gifting over the last uh, couple of hours, thank you so much uh, for the gifts. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, we, uh, we really appreciate that. Just don't think that we're not like we're ignoring you or anything. Like we really do appreciate it. And then uh, I know on my end, at the end of uh, at the end of each of my lives, I always go through and look at the top gifters and and shoot you some love. And if I'm not following you, I'll always give you a follow. Um, just just my way of saying thank you for for supporting us and uh, all of that. It's really it's really cool to be able to have this type of discussion with all of you. Um, you know, this is uh, subject matters that both Abby and I, you know, are really passionate about. And it's nice to be able to have like a safe space where not only her and I can have these conversations, but all of you can chime in with your experiences and, and your stories. And, and like, it's good to know that you all, you know, I, I want you all to know that this is a, this is a safe space for you as well. You know, we, we 100% mm -hmm. support each other here and 
we want to see, you know, everybody in here be better, you know, uh, and get better. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and any little thing that we can do to, to end the stigma when it comes to, you know, mental health, uh, awareness like that, man, <laughs> any little thing will help. And it's still, it's still mental health awareness month. May is mental health awareness mm -hmm. month, you know? And so like this, this is, you know, a, a perfect time to have these conversations. And even when, you know, June and July and August and September comes around, like we still will be having these conversations because it's really, really important uh, to, to talk about it. Um, and I've never been with somebody that's able to, to talk so openly and honestly about that, you know? So thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Patty, for the hand hearts. <laughs> of course baby mm -hmm. um i mean that's that that is one of those things that you know kind of circling back a little bit um i have found that in some i don't want to say it's my superpower because i i get squicked out when people talk about like this and that is your superpower and um you know it, but the fact that it there's such a drive to be like i'm just gonna put it out there mm -hmm. and i'm putting it out there so you do not feel alone with what you have gone through as well um is i don't know i i, I will commend myself on that because mm -hmm. i don't know that's just it is just something that ha comes very naturally for me i guess mm -hmm. um and I don't know it's there's there's been a lot of you know I look at a lot of how my biological family has been yeah um I am the exception very much the exception I um I am the outlier I I've had multiple friends especially childhood friends who have gone I do not understand how you went through what you went through and can be this normal today, which I would always say, well, the short answer is I'm not. Um, but on a less jovial note, um, I recognize in a lot of ways I've been the lucky one. Mm. Um, and if I can use that luck to help out other people in some way, then then I'm going to do that. Yeah. When you're feeling like extra ang angsty or, you know, anxious, uh, what do you do mm. to calm yourself to calm yourself down? Um, well, I'm a very body based person, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of uh, you know, I, and I've been learning to practice what I preach. Where, especially if I am in a place of that high anxiety, and there is no talking myself down, breathing exercises have, have gone out the door. It is okay. What can I do? physically. Mm -hmm. um, I've been, you know, talking a bit about, um, uh, you know, my, my father passing uh, in this particular life, which is very interesting tan uh, little tangent here where I was at my aerial gym today and uh, the owner started playing a song that she has not played in, on, since the summer of 2015, which, and I even told her, like, I know specifically this is a summer of 2015 song because that was the summer right before my dad died. And mm -hmm. that song is part of that time capsule for me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that was such a tangent, I'm gonna try to bring it back. Um, oh shoot, what was I, uh, what was I answering? <laughs> shoot, I lost it. I shouldn't have gone on the tangent because now I lost it. Um, <laughs> uh, you, well, you, were ta you were talking about your 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 dad passing and then um, the oh anxiety. Mm -hmm. There we go. How yeah. do I deal with? Got it. <laughs> Sometimes I fall off my own trails, um, <laughs> and I remember very specifically, like you know, not being able to get to sleep because, like, literally, like 
that's one of the ingredients of all the things that went wrong in my life in 2015. And I would just get up, go downstairs, put on music and just dance. Mm -hmm. I would just do whatever kind of wild, weird interpretive dance I needed to do. Um, these days I have found like, especially, you know, I'm very lucky that I have a silk setup in my own bedroom. And there have been plenty of times where I'm like, my anxiety is getting the best of me. I need to change into something that I can wear while practicing and just go to town, um, you know, uh, using the body. And, and sometimes it can even just be these little things. And this is something I teach my students as well. Um, like very simple grounding technique where you just have your hands at your heart and you just put a little pressure and then you release the pressure. And if you don't feel like you can catch your breath, you just focus on the sensation, the physical change of a little bit of pressure, no pressure. But if you can add in your breath, it's inhales as you put a little pressure, exhales as you uh, relieve it. Um, there have been times that literally as I'm running group and it's just one of those groups and one of those uh, kind of uh, environments where I would be leading them to do this, but it was for me. Cause I'm like, I, my anxiety is spiking and I need to bring myself back down. Um, so very just, I've, I've learned like very, very body based. Um, and sometimes if it is not at that complete overload, going into more inquisitive mode, like that parts work, like I was saying before, like how, how old am I uh, when I'm having this anxiety? What mm -hmm. part of me is sounding the alarms right now? Why are you sounding the alarms? Right. Um, this is a, a, a cool thing that they'll do in parts work where the idea is you turn to that part that basically sounded the alarm and, and go, okay, well, what is it about your story that is not being heard right now? What, mm -hmm. it, what, what, I hear the alarm. Can you tell me your experience? Can you tell me the backstory and uh, of why you have led to sounding the alarm because of whatever triggered you? Um, and there's just, yeah, there's such profound insights. I know that can sound super woo-woo for some people. Like, wait a minute, I got to talk to my inner child or some shit? Like, what are you talking? <laughs> but it, there's, there's insight there. The number of times that I have been able to go, like, well, no, it's sounding the alarm because it's, you know, a, a certain age where a certain bad thing happened and it's, you know, sounding the alarm because it still does not feel like it has been heard in terms of like, no, you don't understand. I'm trying to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that that insight just gives you that moment of like, all right. I understand. I understand why you're ringing this alarm like the the alarm's still going off, but at least I understand not only that you were the one who pulled the alarm, but why you pulled the alarm. Mm -hmm. um, so in some ways it goes th these two opposite ends of the, the spectrum, very body-based kind of like talk me down from the ledge and quite literally talking to myself as I'm talking myself down from the ledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, um, so I, um, <laughs> for, for those of you that, that follow me uh, and even, even Abby to a point, um, we all, both of us try to always find, I guess, levity in such conversations as this, right? Because it can, it can get mm -hmm. dark very quickly, very fast, right? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I know with the content that I put out about uh, my struggles or, or my stories, um, I always do try to find levity. And I was uh, accused recently uh, of of saying that that in my mind mental health is a joke right mm -hmm. um and i want I, I want people to know that i don't 
think mental health is a joke. Um, you know, and I, t- like, I take it very seriously. Um, but I do feel it's important to find that levity in these types of situations, right? At no point will I ever, like, diminish a trauma or a, a, an ailment or a situation, right? I'll never talk down on somebody, um, but I will try to, to find some sort of light because these conversations are incredibly difficult. And one thing that Abby and I joke about all the time is that both of us will use humor to deflect sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. We'll use humor to deflect. And humor in general is just something that people use to not only um, um, explain or to uh, help people understand what they're going through, but it's also just a way to, it's, for, it's also a ther- like a therapeutic way to approach it as well. So like when I make my videos about, you know, being an introvert or, you know, any of the mental health stuff that I put out um, that incorporates humor, um, I do that because it's self-therapeutic, but I also do it because it, I think it helps when people are able to look at it and be like, yeah, I've been through that. I know that feeling, you know, because um, like I'm not going to I don't want to be the kind of person that's like trauma is everywhere. Everybody has trauma. Life sucks. and We all need to go to mm. therapy. Like I'm not like I'm not I'm not that kind of person. So I I don't I like when somebody accuses me of of making mental health a joke. I think that that means that they don't understand where I'm coming from with it. And that's okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not for everybody. You know, the people that follow me, you know, follow me for a reason. The people that vibe with me, pun intended, you know, vibe with me. Um, but at no point will I ever, ever make it like a joke in, in regards to like diminishing somebody's trauma mm. ever. I will never do that ever, ever, ever. And plus on top of that, a lot of the jokes that I make, a lot of them are self-deprecating, right? A lot of it is self-deprecating, you know? And like, I, I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm the one making the joke, you know? But I just, I, I don't take it lightly when somebody accuses me of that. Like, I hate that. That, 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 that probably rubbed me the wrong way out of everything that was said, you know? I was just like a joke. What? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I have a lot of opinions on not not only and also the motivations behind saying that particular uh, uh, accusation that you were making a a joke of it, which I mean, anybody with a set of working years would know that there was there. There's a world of difference between using humor as levity and actually making a joke of it. Um, So, yeah, and I will leave it at at that part at that. Um, Wait, somebody just asked, time out, are y'all in the same room with the same cat? No. No. (laughs) So I'm I'm right outside of Philly. She's in New Hampshire. Do you want to hold up your Mm. cat to prove that uh, we're two different rooms, two different cats? This one's Burr. So this one, this one is Artemis. Yes. She is so thrilled with me picking her up right now. (laughs) Oh, look at your face. Look at your face. That's my boy, John. You're just... Um, my boy, John Dawson. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, 
So yeah, I just I know um, that you I know that you have thoughts and like on 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 mm-hmm. that stuff, but I I don't mm-hmm. like I'm I put a lot of that like behind me because that mm-hmm. was just a dumb shitty situation. Yeah. Um, but like the one thing that I will always want to make sure that people understand is that I no, I don't think mental health is a joke. I never thought that like we all have our traumas mm-hmm. and Lord knows that's just how I deal with it. And if it's not something that you vibe with, that's okay. Like I, I'm just not for you. <laughs> that's, that's, it's as simple as that. You know, and I just don't like when people like will take your words and kind of twist it for, for, mm-hmm. for their story. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. We're all, we're all, we all have the same goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we all have the same goal. We all want to help people and tell our stories and things like that. So that's just me. That's that. I'll just, yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave that there. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> as I see it, uh, I, was it Yogi Bear who said this where uh, humor, uh, laughter is a sign that you'll, you're, you're going to get out of, or no, it wasn't Yogi Bear, but yeah, laughter is a sign that you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I am going to be quoting, Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan from like 15 years yeah, ago. So hopefully say. it's a I'm like, which, which Joe Rogan are we talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, the, a comedian, X Factor, MMA commentary, uh, not pre, uh, pre all the other pre, stuff. Because uh, I think it was, yeah. yeah I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, where I think it was him that had said, you know, there, that there's an ongoing joke that every comedian is super traumatized. And he's like, well, of course, you can't go through the things that those comedians have gone through and and not develop the most keen sense of humor because humor is a survival mechanism. Humor is how you can um, deal with things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's the reason why the kingdoms had the court jester because they mm-hmm. would say the things that needed to be said about the court but they were able to do it in a jovial way right um it's like late night tv this was, was just the reason that we have late night tv show like stephen colbert and um yeah back in the day john stewart um mm-hmm. you know uh john oliver jimmy uh jimmy fallon jimmy kimmel um mm-hmm. uh samantha b you know like they take the what's up buddy uh, no you can't have a twizzler i'm sorry bud um, they take these very, they take these very serious worldly matters and try to find some levity to it because we have to, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we, we have to, otherwise the world would be a darker place than what it, what's up, buddy. You can't have a Twizzler, mm-hmm. but I love you, but this is not for you. I feel bad. <laughs> he really wants this Twizzler. <sighs> it's like, buddy, that's there. There's nothing about that. That would be good mm-hmm. for your digestive system. Yeah. This would be a bad <laughs> idea, my guy. <laughs> um, you said something earlier that I was mm. going to comment on, but I, I decided to be an adult. But no, um, th- that I decided to be an adult. You said something about, mm. I think it was like getting the business done. You know, cause you had the silks in the bedroom and you're like, yeah, I'm in, I had the silks in the bedroom and I get the business done with my body or something. I, I like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> Sir. Sir, this is a Wawa. <laughs> Can you please just put it in your order? <laughs> um, I get to see you soon. You do. Mm-hmm. I am so excited about On that. On a scale? And- Oh, on a scale of one mm. to ten, 
Mm. How excited are you to see me? 11. Yo, stop it. 11? 11. Not high enough. Oh. I was expecting 15. Yo, bro. Well. Bro. No. No. Get down. Get down. Dude, my guy. Thank you. Fine then. Ask the question again then. On a scale of one to ten, mm. how excited are you to see me? One hundred million. <laughs> Wait, how many miles are we apart again? It's not five hundred. Like three fifty. Three hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. Well, if so it's five hundred, then you'd have to walk those five hundred, and then you'd have to walk five hundred more. Just to be the man who walked a thousand miles and showed up at your door. <laughs> now walked, is a good time to ask. I walked right into that. Now is a good time to ask on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you to see me? I It was three million, but I might have to lower that down after that, after that joke <laughs> you just made. <laughs> ah. Well, it's all right. Three... Three million is already quite lower than a hundred million, sir. <laughs> Dude, my guy. Yo. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Being chaos. Like legit. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Whatever. Um, I'm a savage. These are pull and peel, pull and peel Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't pull and peel. It, it it's uh, you. It, some people want to watch the world burn. Some people want to watch the people who want to watch the world burn mm-hmm. burn. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to pull mm-hmm. and peel a Twizzler. And what like if I were to pull this apart, what am I supposed to eat one mm-hmm. strand at a time? Yes. No. I. <clears throat> no. And I know exactly what it's going to sound like when I say it, and that's okay because I like to take my time, piece by piece, and then I like to twirl the piece around my tongue. Ma'am. Sir. Ma'am. Sir. This is a, this is a Chipotle line. Do you want a bowl <laughs> or burrito? <laughs> Whatever it is, better put guacamole on it because I am, in fact, extra. I'm not even going to dignify that with the response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you proud of yourself for that? I am so proud of myself. Wait, uh, I like the your 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 um, outfit today. Your bisexual outfit today. <laughs> So yeah, I I was originally just in like the tank top and shorts or not shorts but pants and I was like, "Oh wait, the shirt's a little see-through-ish. I don't know if I can really do it." I was like, "Wait a minute, let's what can I do to like, you know, what can I change into then?" And then I saw that vest and I was like, "If I put on that vest, I'm going to be like aggressively bisexual." And I was like, "I'm doing it." And I just had to laugh because like where we went for lunch was like 
one of the bougier parts of, of Salem. And I was half tempted to text Tris and be like, because I, I ended up getting there way before her. Um, and just be like, I'm standing out here looking aggressively bisexual and all these like women in their like target outfits are walking past me. This, oh is, my God. this is awkward. Wait, can you can you talk about the comment that you got uh, on one of your videos? I think it was um, in regards to people questioning your bisexuality because you have a boyfriend. Uh, dude, yes. dude, get down, get down. All right, I'm done with you. Get down. Come on, get down. Um, can you can you talk a little bit get... about about you know because you you were explaining how this is a unfortunately a, a common occurrence that that happens where mm. people question your bisexuality because you have a boyfriend like you're in a heterosexual relationship yeah. right so like Which... can you can you talk about that a little bit sure like now the 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 comment was thankfully like a, a kind one just like oh you know I love how open you are about your sexuality but it kind of threw me off like. I just watched a video of you with your boyfriend. And, mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately there had been other comments that had been much more aggressive about that. Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, how dare I call myself queer because, you know, I'm in a heterosexual presenting relationship and it is a really common thing that will happen. Um, and actually you see it regardless. Like if, if uh, you know, if somebody who is bisexual gets with somebody of the same gender, it's, oh, well clearly, they're gay. They were just gay the entire time. Or if they get with somebody who's of the opposite gender, well, clearly they were straight the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, and as I, I mentioned, actually, in the video, I was like, I, you know, I consider myself a, a five on the Kinsey scale, which, you know, Kinsey's an outdated scale, and it's, it's, it doesn't enco encompass everything anyways. Um, so even doing the modified version the way I did, uh, isn't, you know, really up to date. But I found that like, you know, in that regards, my threshold for connection with woman is down here. My threshold for connection with guys somewhere in that stratosphere, mm -hmm. um, which I say it really says a lot about our connection that uh, that 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 uh, you very much surpass that threshold, sir. Um, <laughs> um but you know, it's it's a weird place to 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 be because then people assume it's like, oh, okay, no, you you've chosen your side, and it's like, no, I've not chosen a side. I've chosen my person. Like that's that's that that's the thing. Like chosen I was, I, I was side. as if there's going to be a giant war that breaks out, and they're going to be like, mm -hmm. all right, all of you straight people over there, all of you gay people over there, all the all the pansexuals over there, all the bisexuals over there. Like, and we gotta choose a side. Like you can't be Switzerland here. There. You gotta choose. You can't. You can't be. You can't be all of them. Mm -hmm. You gotta choose one. It's, Stick to that side. Right? Oh my god. Uh, and it is. It's just. I mean, people get so caught up in that kind of black and white binary of like, you know, well, it's either this or that, and it's just so. You know, I, I, as I say in my video, like I'm. I, I feel very lucky that my side of the TikTok world is very bi-friendly and mm -hmm. oh, got, a little, got a little crown going on. Wait, um, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> Who just sniped? Who was that that just did that? Oh, I, I will not, I will not reveal. I shall not reveal. I will. <laughs> I am it, in this is, my this is... feels about that <laughs> one. Well, 
you know, maybe maybe it was a nice little gift because here I, you know, I'm talking about like my, my sexuality and all that lovely stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting world. Um, I, I mentioned the uh, last week that you know the biphobia is real, the bi erasure yeah. is very real. Um, uh, I, I know I have uh, friends who are men and bisexual, and they will talk about how hard it can be to date women when they find out. Mm-hmm. Oh wait a minute, they've also been with men before because for some reason their brains like, oh no no no, you're actually gay. I can't date you, or you know, mm-hmm. it's it's ugly, um, but. The the plus side is that again this this side of the ticky talkies that I, that I am on at least is a very bi friendly ticky talky place. I'm always afraid to be honest. Like like I, like I'm I've been very fortunate to be on a pretty like understanding side of dude dude get down get down. I don't want to spray you. I don't want to spray you, but I'm gonna spray you. Thank you. Um. I've been very fortunate to be on like a very just like welcoming, supportive side of TikTok. So like the uh-huh. videos that I put out, you know, there there has outside of one situation, there's really hasn't been any like mm-hmm. major blowback or you know uh, drama or anything like that. But I'm always afraid. Like mm-hmm. there's all there could always be that one video mm-hmm. that'll like put you on, on like the wrong, the wrong side. side of tiktok and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's just like you have people commenting that don't normally see your videos and like they're commenting mm-hmm. on things you know like um, like it's that's scary to me that's very scary to me it, it, i am luck i don't want to say lucky but I, I in some ways lucky to say that it's only happened once at least in terms of a grand scale oh, and it was- thank you thank you east coast vet thank you so much for that <laughs> um i'm lucky that it's only happened one time mm-hmm. um and it was more because of an outside influence that brought this flood of people in that then pushed me onto what i like to call neckbeard tiktok um, <laughs> neckbeard tiktok <laughs> you know, which is not me uh, trying to say anything bad about anybody who has a particular facial hair, but just these are the, you know, uh, the involuntary celibates, if you will, of the world, mm-hmm. the 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 basement dwellers of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got onto that side, which was just not fun. And it was like, I am just not even engaging with this. Um, Dude, and... what are you doing? Come on, man. You've never done that before. Burr is being a a whore, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's all good. If 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 Burr was not causing mischief and mayhem, then I would be like, is he feeling okay? Is he coming down with something? And now he's starting to claw at things he's never clawed at before. He <sighs> he's too smart for his own good. I think that might be the problem. For all of you that have cats uh, here. Um, at what point do the cats stop being assholes? Never. Never? Dude. I mean, <laughs> come on. The, the energy levels will go down, but, you know, I have mentioned that. Uh, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, you know, even, I mean, especially Salem, who is a lot like Burr, too smart for his own good. You know, he, he's a 15 year old dude and he will still figure out ways like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cause mischief. I know that it's going to bother them if I do X, Y, and Z. So watch me do X, Y, and Z. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, 
They're just like he, Burr's just like knocking magazines over and taking a bite out of them and like <sighs> he is being I mean oh. if it's anything on the on the on the flip side we've got uh Artemis who's just like whatever. I don't her the look on her face is probably not getting conveyed well on the camera, but honestly if looks could kill there'd be a body count right now. <laughs> the that's that is going on in her face. Like how dare how dare. Oh my god. I mean, she's she's a wonderful kitty. She's a sweetheart. No hissing, no biting, no scratching, no clawing. She's a sweetheart, but she will sass look you to death. Like mm. <laughs> Yeah, like my cats are love like they're incredibly adorable and and lo lovely and cuddly. Mm -hmm. They love to cuddle, but sometimes they have their moments where they're just like like Like, I don't know how to describe it. They're just, like, insane. And I'll be like, what? Mm -hmm. You guys were just sweet and cuddly just now. What happened? <laughs> what, what changed in the 30 seconds between being cuddly and you just, like, clawing my life away? I like to call that the evil zoomies. The it's what? like the 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 evil zoomies, the evil where there's zoomies. the zoomies where they'll zoom around, but then there's the evil zoomies where they're like, "I choose violence." Yes, um, <laughs> out of nowhere. East Coast vet says, uh, "Get them a scratch." I have one. I have. You can cut. Mm. I don't. You can't see it in here because it's dark. But mm. let, that right there is a scratching post. Mm -hmm. They have they have multiple oh. scratching poach, posts all around, and they still like. I mean, in their defense, they're still kittens. Like they're only five months mm. old, so they're still they're still young. But good lord, they are they are assholes sometimes. And and I will say, especially the ones who are too smart for their own good. Like, because one of the things Salem will mm -hmm. do is if he feels like he's not getting the proper amount of regard or attention, mm -hmm. um, what he will do. <laughs> I had to wait for a moment because we had a little ASMR Sorry, TikTok happening there with the, the, the mm -hmm. <laughs> um, If he doesn't feel like he's getting the proper amount of attention, he will deliberately go up. To, now, mind you, there are scratching posts everywhere. And he will deliberately go up to something he knows he's not supposed to scratch, scratch, look you in the eyes, and start scratching at it. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows what he's, he's like, okay, okay, I see. This is what we're going to do. Well, what a lovely couch. Pity if I started scratching it. <laughs> Even just now, Burr was, like, scratching my book bag, my work bag. Just like... But why? But for why? I mean, was he trying to get, like, was it like a digging one? Because, uh, no, he was just like scratching it, scratching yeah. it. Because yeah. Yeah. Artemis will dig at bags, but she's trying to get into the bag and she mm. doesn't know how bags work. So she's just like, if I dig hard enough, I'll get into the bag. She also tries to dig me out of my blankets sometimes where she's like, feed me already. And she's trying to dig me out of the blankets. Like, that's not how that works, you little potato. I love you. You are not the brains in this household, though. <laughs> I think my biggest fear is like, because my, my cats are brothers. And so like, they're in the same litter. And um, mm. they do everything together. And my biggest fear is when they're older and like one of them like passes away. Mm. And it's going to be just one of them left. Like I, I can imagine what they think. Uh, that, 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 that. Uh, thank you. For... Speaking of poignant things <laughs> that know, are going right? to get interrupted. Thank you, Miss Megs and April. 
uh, for for the gifts there. Um, my biggest fear is like like one of them will like pass and like the other one's gonna have to live their life because like they've been together their literally their entire life. And so it's like, I can't imagine like one without the other. So if I, I'll probably, when they get older, I'll probably get another cat. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. I mean, Artemis wasn't planned that way. Uh, she kind of tumbled it, it, it into my life, but like she's four years old and mm -hmm. her brothers are 14 and 15. And it's, I think it's a very similar thing where, you know, it's like, well, we have the newest generation at least so there's not you know because right. it is like you know the 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 household i grew up in also had a lot of you know like cats and dogs and what have you and it would be really sad where if there was these two that were super super close and then one would pass away like i still remember one of my childhood cats just wandering from room to room and just yeah. meowing and just like and it's very clear that they are just in mourning and it's like ugh. but yeah. you know i mean in in some ways that is that is the curse of, of, really? uh, of attachments, curse of, uh, of having people in your life is that, you know, your best yeah. case scenario is till death do us part. Yeah. And then either way, you know. So I, I did some, I, I, test, I tested something today just to see what would happen. And I know mm. this, is, this is awful, but I'm just like really curious to see what would have happened. And I'm, I'm glad I did it. Um, so... Um, I left, I usually like you, you've seen my, my shower. Like it's like, I have like sliding doors to like get into the shower. Yeah. So for whatever reason, um, Burr, I left the door open and Burr walked into the shower, right? Not while it was running, but like he just walked in and he mm. just kind of like looking around. So I was like, I wonder what hap what would happen if I closed the door and he was mm. trapped in there. Um, like what would what would happen mm. right and so i closed the door uh and this is this isn't torture by the way i promise you this i wasn't torturing them like i was just it was just mainly curiosity so i i closed the door and like he at first he was like okay this is weird but whatever so he's kind of looking around but then he wanted to like leave and he's like whoa shit wait i can't i can't leave i can't mm. get out and so he started like like he started hopping up and he started meowing as soon as he started meowing Hamilton comes running into the bathroom and it's like putting his paws up against the glass too. And they're like pawing at each other. And like Hamilton's like looking around, try like he's like pushing against the glass, trying to get it, trying to get it open. I like just trying to figure out. And so like, I was like, I immediately just like opened it because they were like, so like, like, like it wasn't even like a question. Like Hamilton came running in and like was trying to like help his brother. You know, like, yeah, like it was, it was, uh, like it was adorable, but I also feel, I'm like, I just tortured these cats for like 30 seconds, which I, I didn't, like, I didn't, I was just really curious to see what would happen. And, um, they legit, like Hamilton came running in and I was just like, Meh! and they were both meowing at each other. And like, they're both like Aww. looking around and stuff like that. I, I was like, oh my god, this is adorable. Slash, I should probably stop torturing these people because like they're really they're really traumatized right now. So I like I opened the door up immediately and I let I let them mm -hmm. out and um yeah <laughs> it was ew, I will never do that again. They were they were so traumatic. They were so adorable. I know, but it's just like that. It just showed like they love each other. Like they really yeah. really love each other so much and like. 
the fact that like they knew like they knew that one of them was in trouble mm-hmm. like i don't know like i don't know how they communicated that but burr just meowed once mm. and hamilton came running in and like it's just it's funny how like animals can communicate that way because like yeah. like burr meows all the time right um mm-hmm. And but like it's not like a back and call like they they won't like meow and like really talk to each other at least not that I see right mm-hmm. but like it was just this one meow and I guess I don't know how it was communicated but he meowed and Hamilton was like oh, my brother is in trouble and then like oh. ran in and they started meowing at each other they they were like having a conversation mm-hmm. like bitch get me out and the guy and, and <laughs> Hamilton's like I don't know how to open this goddamn door like like. <laughs> So they were just like they were on their hind legs, just like against the oh. against the glass, and, and Hamilton's like pushing against oh. the glass. It was like it was only like fifteen seconds, but like mm. it was fifteen seconds of oh, and then like three seconds of like oh shit, I need to stop traumatizing and torturing these cats because they're like really traumatized right now. Oh. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 a thin line to walk between traumatizing the cats and being like, oh, that's so adorable. Like, <laughs> I, I I've learned that there are certain sound frequencies that if mm. if done like especially with uh, Milo, it's mm-hmm. just immediate like the the like antenna ears to, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, this is super freaking cute, but I, I, this cannot be done for more than like a couple of seconds because this is he's he is going out of his mind. Like, what the. <laughs> is that noise? So this is really cute, but I'm also kind of traumatizing my kitty, mm-hmm. so I can only do it for like a second or two. Right, right, right. Um, are we are we doing this again next week? I look, hope we are. Let me look. I, as long as you're feeling up to it, because I know you'll be you'll be driving back on on Sunday. Yes. No, I should be. Yeah, I'll be fine. Hey. I'm never going to say no to to talking with you, milady. Hey. I'll never. I'll never say no. I mean, I might hey. if, if I'm like I'm mad at you. Aww. Maybe, maybe our first argument can be uh-huh. documented live. There we go. Our Let's first uh... like major disagreement <laughs> <laughs> will be on a live. Like I'm gonna say something, and you're gonna be like, "Wait, what?" And I'll be like, "Yeah," and you and you'll be like, "Whoa." Well, what did you mean by that? And I'll be like, I meant this. And you'll be like, I didn't think you meant it that way. And we get into like this whole like kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Uh, but see, but see, here's here's the problem. Uh, this, this I, I definitely have what would would, would uh, some might Thank call you, a Rachel. kill switch. Uh, the second there's any aggressive tone or volume changes, I and, and this is you know one of those little lovely little like remnants in the cptsd i am immediately like i don't know what i did but i'm sorry oh so if if ever you if ever you want to win an argument just raise your voice with me and i'll I be could, like i i am so non-confrontational mm. it's not even funny mm. like i don't like arguing what the heck <laughs> what i i i will i do not that this what? is some attorney client privilege you do you do realize you've won four in a row right <laughs> This is I, I I cannot confirm nor deny there might be somebody on on my side who's waiting until the last minute and then swooping in for the win. It is it is appreciated. My my stuffed corgi appreciates it. <laughs> I'm in my field. Some of y'all are traitors. I'll say that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. Uh. Wait. Was it Rachel? Did Rachel? Did you snipe me? Was it Rachel that it, gave? <laughs> 
I will say it was not Rachel who swiped you. Okay. All right. Because I'm like, Rachel, I was in your live the other day supporting you. We were on the same page. We were, oh, this was the conversation that we were having. And I'm curious what your thoughts are, Abby. Okay. All right. We were talking about a couple different things, food, food related. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you like um, five guys burgers? Uh, I'm more a fan of the, um, the sliced hot dogs that they have, but I do, uh, but that's also just me in general. Like, uh, I, I tend to default to, I feel like this could get dirty. Like, I'm not, not saying this in a dirty way. I I will default to things like hot dogs or chicken nuggies, depending on where it is over things that are like burgers. But I do, I love I love Five Guys. Their shakes are, uh-huh. their fries. The fact that they're just like, here's some fr- like here's yeah. your cup of fries, and now we're just gonna put the rest of the vat into. Here yes, you go. That's true. And I so love this. The reason I bring this up is because uh, uh, Rachel <laughs> and I, we have a our Muchi, our Muchi uh, mutual friend, oh, uh, Steph. I don't know if Steph is in here, but like Steph said that Five Guys burgers trash. She said they're trash, and I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 not nay, trash. nay, 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 <laughs> said the black man. It is not trash. Uh, have you ever had, have you ever had Del Taco? I feel like I have. Yeah. On okay. one of my road trips, I feel like I've had Del Taco. Would you, which, do you like Taco Bell? I do like Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. I fully I recognize do. that what I'm eating isn't, you do too? Yeah. Yay. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what you were about to say is that you recognize that it's not, it shouldn't be edible, but it is. <laughs> it's, it is not food. It is certainly not even Mexican food, but you know what? It is delicious. I'm going to put some fire sauce on it. Okay. I do not care what holy hell I just waged on my stomach. Yes. My taste buds are happy. What, what, do you, <laughs> what do you usually get from the, from the bell? I, well, I love the Doritos Locos ta- uh, uh, tacos, okay. specifically the, the um, nacho cheese ones. Um, okay. Oh my goodness. What is it? The, no, it's not the Gordito Crunch. Oh my goodness. It's the, I, my brain is shut off today. Holy smokes. I mean, it is past, it's the one it where they like, bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not yet though. I, I also have been spending the last couple of days like beating my head against a stupid research design textbook that has mm-hmm. used up all the brain juice. Um, <laughs> but it's it's the one where it's like they take the really big flour tortilla and they put the various, you know, meat, cheese, veggies, a little corn tortilla circle, and then they, you know, fold it oh, up. Um, uh, oh, what is that called? Right, Crunch Wrap Supreme. Crunch there we go. Supreme. There we go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I I love the crunch wrap. I the amount of fire sauce I will put on top of it is insane. Uh-huh. Um oh, thank I, you for I the music um, the, the, I, the amount of fire sauce I need for my meal is I'm probably going to have an ulcer at like 40 <laughs> because of it. But, you know, I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. That's fair. I usually I'll usually get um, my go to at Taco Bell is uh, I think mm. Steph, I think Steph just came in, I think, by the way, um, mm. uh, my go to Taco Bell is uh, Nacho Bell Grande with mm. only meat and cheese. I don't like beans. Mm-hmm. And I don't like sour cream. Uh, Steph, Steph is in here. So my the my friend Steph that I was just talking talking about, uh, mm-hmm. Steph thinks that Five Guys is trash. 
like complete trash. Yeah, we're talking about you, Steph. We're talking about you right now. And how I'm telling about how upset I was when you were like dissing five guys. <laughs> she wrote the audacity. <laughs> we were talking about, yes, we were talking about you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I usually, I, <laughs> she just wrote five guys, five guys is trash. Um, I, I'll, at Taco Bell, I'll get like the Nacho Bell Grande with, I don't like beans. I don't like beans in my, mm. like, anything. What? <laughs> Who is do? is it the same person that's sniping each time? Might, might, might be. Is it the same person? <laughs> Are you going to tell me who it is? A- a- attorney client privilege. This is... <laughs> This has me. This has me in my feels right now. Uh, I, I'm in my uh, feels right now. Let the record show. I, the the irony that the the Hufflepuff who is just happy that everyone's having a good time is the one. She oh, and so Steph also wrote Del Taco over Taco Bell. No. The answer is no. I, I, that, that one I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, Del Taco doesn't exist uh, up in these here parts, so I've only had it sporadically. But like, I, I got my, I got my love from a Taco Bell. That's fair. My, fa- my family lives in Arizona, so I've had, I've had plenty mm. of, of Del Taco. Uh, Del Taco mm. is good. It, it's a, it's good. It's just not yeah. better than Taco Bell. It's just not. <laughs> I'll yeah. dial, I'll die on this hill. Oh, I, what's your wait? What's your, what's your favorite type of French fry? Uh, I like fast food French fry. Ooh, uh, I mean, I, I'm a, a sucker for the classic, and if I have to say something that isn't just a regular classic French fry, the waffle fry. The well, oh, well, I meant okay. So, like from like from a, oh, like a specific like, from a specific place. Specific. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is such a tough one because I have such. Specific different ways of experiencing it, like Wendy's, I have it with honey mustard, but at McDonald's, mm. I have it with ranch. Mm. And Five Guys is usually I'll like take leftover cheese from <laughs> my hot dog and put it on the, um, uh, the uh, on the fry, the, the fries. Yeah. Um. So it's really hard to say because it's it is like saying like you know like they're just it, it's almost in some ways comparing apples and oranges. Um. Oh my god! You know what? I'm gonna say if we're talking, you know, just give me that delicious, greasy French fry goodness. I'm gonna go with McDonald's because I feel like McDonald's favorite, does me. That's your favorite French fry. I'll, I'll say they 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 do me wrong the least. I will say, <laughs> like Wendy's has definitely done me wrong. Like just like what the hell is this? Steph, um, Steph says she's ready to fight you too. Like I, just like I was fighting her. I think she's ready to fight you about the French fries. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> what is what is the correct answer then? <laughs> uh, no, nothing that stuff has said when it comes to food in the last like forty eight hours that her and I have had this conversation has been correct. Like we've like mm-hmm. nothing's been so I wouldn't worry about it. I, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. She, she I don't know what she's eating, but it's not the same stuff that we're eating. Um, I so I've been thinking a lot about this. Mm. I think that Burger King French fries are highly underrated. Highly underrated. If I had to choose any French fry from a fast food joint, mm. I would choose Burger King. Mm. 
you know, it's it's been a minute since I've last had Burger King. I must admit, mm-hmm. the, fr- the I feel like they 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 changed their fries. They've changed their fries oh. in the last couple of years, and they've changed it for for the better. It tastes they taste good, oh. in my opinion. You I don't know, dip maybe, on, maybe I don't I dip my get... fries in nothing though. Maybe ketchup, maybe, but like I don't dip it in ranch. You said you you use ranch. Ugh. Ranch specifically for McDonald's though. I would not Ugh. put Wendy's fries in. Uh, Ranch. I do honey mustard or a chocolate frosty. Okay, uh, Steph. I don't care about your Wendy's opinion because not like I don't care. We're not. You're. You're. We're not talking to you anymore. You chose violence, and I'm choosing violence right back. We are friends, and that's why friends can have this serious talk right now. I'm mad at you. <laughs> um, yeah. I. 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 Wait. When you eat like wings, do you prefer mm. blue cheese or ranch? You know, the funniest thing is I keep forgetting what my preference is. And so I usually end up ordering both because I forget (laughs) because I think I like both. But there's one that is my favorite. I like both. But one is my favorite. I literally always forget. I don't know how that is possible. I have this like it's like 50 50 shot woman. And yet you can't remember. Um, So, yeah, when they say, do you want blue cheese or ranch? I usually just say it's okay if I get one of each. (laughs) I I don't like test them. I'm 100% team blue cheese mm. all day with, with my wings. I love, love, I mean, blue love cheese food. is good. Some people are like, that's said, mold. That's moldy cheese. Yes, and it tastes delicious. I also eat yogurt. Yogurt is, is a whole bunch of mold. And, there you, you know, uh, <laughs> I, swear, if I, get sniped, <laughs> like... I swear to God, if I get sniped again. I was like, I gotta, like, I gotta get the corgi butt dancing at the same time. This is insane. Well, you know, I'm just gonna. Uh, uh, here's a hypothesis. There is, there, there is a a corgi of this variety in 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 your domicile. I do not know if having it on screen would get you some corgi butt at the last minute. I am, and um, it wasn't the same person. Might have been. Their purpose. Their, I need me a person that knows how to snipe. Nobody's sniping for me. This is. They waited till the last second and then pew pew pew. I mean, but it's it's cute little corgi butt. You're lucky. You're cute. And my butt's cute too. You you do have a nice booty. That's a true story. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. You a, a, t- a time or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in passing. Like, yeah. And you think that I have a butt, but I don't think I have a butt at all. You, baby, you have, I, I have dated men who do not have derrieres. I know what non-derriere looks like. <laughs> I know what derriere looks like. Sir, you have a buttocks. You have a bottom. You have a gluteus maximus. I don't think I do. And, and and I like to give it squeezes sometimes. That's a true story. That's a true story. One hundred percent. What's the weather? What's the weather supposed to be this week when I'm coming up? Is it going to be nice or is it going to be rainy? What's the deal? So it looks like uh, the original forecast was like, oh, the the temperatures are going to finally drop and it'll be in the sixties. And I was like, this is awesome. And then when I checked it today, it was like, lol, just kidding. It's going to get into the high seventies into the eighties and there'll be like 90 on Saturday. And I was like, I was like, son of a bitch. If I have to set up 
uh, I mean, by set up my AC, I mean, uh, <laughs> uncover the AC unit that's outside and turn it on. But it's still like, it takes a lot of electricity to have AC. Yes. I want my windows open, damn it. That's fair. <laughs> I, uh, oh, thank you for the, for the crane, for the paper cranes, the paper cranes. I'm just waiting. Yeah. I, I just know I'm going to get sniped again. I just have that feeling. Like, but okay, if, uh, how, okay. How, Life with the wackos. Thank you so much for the galaxy. I appreciate that so much. I swear, if I get sniped mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. after I got that galaxy, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be in my feels. I might go to bed uh, crying. You'll go to bed. Well, how about whatever uh, I am earning from these gifts? I will translate them into either uh, drinks on me or whatever dollar amounts worth of kisses. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sharika, for the donut. And thank you. Is it Anaya? Anaya uh, 307 Leo. Thank you for the shining star. You're a shining star. Ba -dum -boom. No matter who you are, boom. Shining bright to see. Boom. Oh come on! So you might you might have gotten the shining star, but I got some golden stars. I swear, that, friends, this is our final battle, and I need to. She's on a six-game winning streak. This is our final battle, and I need to win. I need to win this because hmm. my ego and my pride is on the line. It's on the line. Is that a motorcycle? Oh, that's so cool. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the motorcycle. I, I swear to God, if I get snipes right mm. now, I'm going to be so upset. It's going to, I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like it's going to happen. I, I feel like they're just waiting. Friends, I need to, I need to win this because if, if I, the tears that'll flow from my face, if, if I lose, Mm -hmm. will be enough to fill the Delaware River. Like, it'll be enough to... All the all the dried-up lakes in on the West Coast right now, it'll, it'll, it'll fill it up. It'll fill it up with my, my tears. Look at... I swear to God. <laughs> I might, I'm, I oh, might, yeah. Might, oh, might, look at the Ferris wheel. Oh, thank you for the Ferris wheel. <laughs> oh, this is going to be close. Ooh, mm. this is going to be close. I'm, I'm excited and to see how this goes. This is going to be close, <laughs> my friends. Oh, Ooh. it will be. Whoa! Ooh. Whoa, is that a yacht? Holy cow. And, wow. Holy, uh, wow. Holy cow. Uh, Anita, <laughs> thank you for the yacht. Uh, Life with the Wackos, thank you for the money gun. Holy monkeys. That's, that's quite <laughs> a large contribution. Uh, no! No! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh, that was that, that was, that a was finish. good that was a good that was like oh my goodness it's, uh, friends that was and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> that was a great that was a great way to wait I'm, I'm gonna take a picture of this give me a smile <laughs> <laughs> because uh that was that was so intense that was intense my that heart, was, uh... like, but legit my heart was racing um to everybody both on on uh abby's side and on my side that sent those gifts mm -hmm. um 
that's so kind of you. Thank you so much for for that. That's so that's so yeah. uh, kind and sweet. And um, we love doing this. We love having these conversations with you guys, and we love mm-hmm. allowing you to get a a sneak peek, a little little behind the curtains. Um, peek at our relationship and our uh, lives like what you see right here like this is literally us like this is what we would be talking about if we were just on FaceTime anyway mm. right like this although is the what... only difference is yeah. I wouldn't have my ring light That's I would true. be looking like this That's true. Let me get... That's I'd be true. like this and I would be in my bed just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um but yeah, we, so there we, we, go. Enjoy, we enjoy having these conversations with you. And uh, I, I'm free. I'm free next. Uh, I'm free next Monday at eight thirty. Are you free next Monday at eight thirty p.m.? I, I am free next Monday at eight thirty Eastern Daylight Time. Friends, and, and if all of you here are free as well, we would love to have you join us again. What 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 should we talk about next week? I I don't know. Should hmm. should should we leave that up to the viewers to decide? We can leave it up to the viewers to decide. Maybe we can talk about our asshole cats. Speaking of asshole cats, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing in the bathroom just now, but it sounded Mm. loud and bad. (laughs) At least do a courtesy flush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Um, Well, thank you, friends, for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, That was a really fun way to end the live. That was a lot of fun. That was really that was really cool. Thank you so much for gifting. Uh, As always, I always. We'll go. I'll go through the top gifters from uh, the night and just say thank you and all of that. Uh, if you want some more of us, we both have uh, extra stuff that you can get. So click on the uh, link in her bio and click on the link in my bio and you get all a bunch of extra stuff from us that you won't see on, on uh, TikTok or Instagram. You get other stuff uh, that, that you're not going to get anywhere else. And if you miss anything tonight, mm-hmm. I do put this up, uh, as, as part of my podcast, I'll put everything we talked about today up oh, as a podcast cool. so people can listen in. If, uh, if you missed out on everything today, uh, Abby, my love, thank you for hanging out with me tonight. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you more, baby. I love you more. No, I, but I, well, I mean, you did just win the last gift one. So I guess you win this one. Yeah, but you beat me like 17 times in a row, so. (laughs) I'm not saying what I'm going to say next. I'm not saying it. Ah, No. Got to get this kink out of my neck. Got to get my kink Mm -hmm. out of my neck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can't. Um, All right, friends. Thank you so much for for hanging out with us. Uh, Abby, I'll text you Mm -hmm. in a little bit. Uh, Everybody, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Baby, I love you. I love you too, baby. (laughs) I'll see you. Bye, friends. Bye.